2: right welcome back everyone sorry for that long wait between episodes but we are back to finish our top 10 animated movies of all time my name is jordan Lowe. cliff barnes
3: i'm seth We've got a jungle romp going on in here <laughs> still happening with special guests returning the third time this will be the third time this is the third yeah. time you all miss everybody
4: Hey, I'm Justin Low. I'm I'm back. I managed to get dialed back in, and we are good to go. All right, we are
3: going to jump right into uh, the second half of our fave animated movie list. And Justin, you get to start us off with your number
4: five. Okay, my number five. Say it right. Um, <clears throat> yes, I will. <laughs> I, I've been preparing for this. <laughs> okay. Um, life. you know, <laughs> quote unquote adult. Cartoons have been around for decades, but I, a lot of them have a tendency to either be intentionally weird, uh, stuff like Fritz the Cat, uh, or sort of unintentionally bizarre. When you look at something like the the heavy metal or something like that, uh, a lot of them tended to rely on you know cheap sex jokes. Uh, or, you know, half-naked women and were basically one-trick ponies that didn't have enough content to realistically be stretched out to feature length. But in 1999, uh, two wiseacres from Colorado teamed up with one of the best musical writers working today uh, to bring us South Park Colon Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. In a world fraught with corruption... (laughs) Did you just say the F-word? Did he say the S-word? Young man, did you just say the Q-word?
0: Four young boys united by fate.
1: The machinery of the V-chip emits a small shock whenever an obscenity is uttered. This isn't fair, you send him!
0: Up- Torn apart by destiny.
1: Evil or resistance?
0: Somewhere between love and honor, between courage and not courage, between Kansas and Utah, there lies South Park. Kyle Broflovski. Sick!
5: Is it Cartman's mom? Oh, very funny. It is Cartman's mom.
0: Stan Marsh.
5: But this is gonna be the best movie ever. It's a foreign film from Canada.
0: Saddam Hussein. Is sex the only thing that matters to you? I love you. Kenny McCormick.
5: Oh, yeah,
0: love. <laughs> Big Gay L. Super! Thanks for asking. And Eric Cartman. Yes,
1: yes, I saw the Tans and movie. Who wants to touch me?
6: I said, Who wants to touch me?
0: now all hell is breaking loose that
4: movie has warped my fragile little mind Uh, this wasn't just a string of you know what outlandish things can we make an eight-year-old say because in 1999 if you remember They couldn't say or do a lot of the things on Comedy Central that they can do today. You know, they couldn't say some of the curse words that they say. It was very sanitized. It was still, you know, the late '90s. Um, So you you worried when you heard that they were going to make a feature length South Park movie that it was going to be just you know eight year olds saying curse words and 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 it it wasn't going to be a plot. But Matt and Trey came through. you know, there was a plot that, that really mattered and, and, quite frankly, still resonates today. Um, it, ta- it looks at what are the lengths a parent will go to, quote-unquote, protect their child against things that the parent doesn't think that the child should see, things that the parent doesn't think that the child has already seen. Um and, and you know that is so relevant today when you look at the internet and 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 you know movies and TV and video games and everything that gets blamed for everything else. Um and then you add in a soundtrack uh the the, the Mark Shaman soundtrack I mean this is a a full on Broadway musical. This is the first step toward what Book of Mormon became a couple of years later. I, you know, the there are themes that follow each set of characters. You know, the, when Terrence and Philip are on screen, you, you're hearing the Terrence and Philip background music. Uh, Satan has his own theme music. <laughs> this, this is a real movie musical, and, and I know that that I'm probably the one in in the low family that still loves musicals, uh, but this really works on on every level and. Perhaps most importantly, it taught that in the right context, the words "Barbara Streisand can be a curse word. So that's why South Park is on my list at number five.
2: I still watch South Park when it comes out new. I still think it's it's relevant social satire. And, I yeah, I, I thought the same thing about the movie. I just thought it was so unexpectedly good. Like, it didn't have to be as good as it was. And the effort they put into the song oh, – yeah, like I said, he's a real songwriter – and it's, uh, I th- yeah, it still stands up for me.
3: Yeah, I remember seeing it and enjoying it. I like, I would, I don't still watch South Park, but I watched it back in the day and enjoyed it. Uh, so yeah, I was glad to see it on here. Cliff, you don't seem like a South Park guy.
7: I actually went and saw this movie in the theater oh, when it came out. Gosh. I remember my wife and I, uh, kids, our, our, younger the cells, and our, our younger selves, our
3: younger selves. That memory so- you Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
7: But yeah, I remember going to seeing this. So I think South Park. I think it's a lot like The Simpsons today, and it's it's just been around for so long now. People tend to just overlook it. You know, they're looking for the new thing, right. And not paying attention to you know this is still good. So,
3: Cliff, oh. your number five you can't talk about yet because it is higher on someone else's list. I'll give you a that, guess. That is, surprising. I'll give you a guess. But it's higher on someone else's list (laughs) So That puts on to me My number 5 It's a movie from 2009 From Wes Anderson Fantastic Mr. Fox And so it begins Welcome
1: to the fantastic world Of Mr. Fox Should we dance? His life is fantastic (laughs) his wife is fantastic
5: if what i think is happening is happening it better not be
1: his neighbors not so fantastic
3: this is bogus bunts and bean three of
0: the meanest farmers in his valley. what was that they're digging this
1: out but they're about to discover he's one fox
0: i've got an idea
1: you can't out fox
0: mole what do you got I can see in the dark. We can use that. Rabbit. I'm fast. Badger. Demolitions expert. What? Says when? Vicious fox we've ever encountered. A
3: titanium card. <whistles> What's this thing you do, the whistle with the clicking sound? That's my trademark. We're different. We all are. Him especially. But
5: there's
6: something kind of fantastic about that,
0: isn't there? Explosions, flames, burning things. Oh,
6: I can fit through there. You
0: want not know why? Why? Because I'm little. You really are fantastic. I try. Fantastic, Mr. Fox. What's this lightning bolt?
3: This fence might be electric. Well, well I just hope it doesn't mean thunder, because I have a phobia of that. The stop motion animation, Road Doll. Um, I think this is high on a lot of people's list. Yeah, I watched it yesterday. Again, mm-hmm. so I wanted to see exactly where I wanted to put it on my list. Um, I just really enjoy that animation. I like Wes Anderson movies anyway. Uh, I love. It's just. It is charming, is the word I think when I, you know, watch it. Um, I love the. You know, it's got George Clooney and Meryl Streep. Jason Schwartzman. It's got all the mm-hmm. the Wes Anderson heavy hitters: Owen Wilson and Bill Murray. Um, it's it's just really good. Uh, I love that when they cuss, they just say cuss. Oh, cuss, <laughs> cuss, cuss, and and they get a little wild when they're when you know they they're so domesticated acting. But when you know they face off with each other, they. <laughs> You know he's he wants to move out of his hole and live in a tree and lives near the farm with the well, the three different farms of brothers that have all different kinds of poultry and cider and things and he wants to rob them all and it becomes a big battle and just it's just a really good enjoyable movie. You guys have all seen this, I assume. Yeah,
4: I have actually never seen that one. Oh wow.
2: This yeah. was on my top ten for a little while and kind of bounced on and off, and eventually it had to be bumped off because I think I've only seen it one time. But mm-hmm. I, I really like it. Have you seen Isle of Dogs yet?
3: I did. I saw it in the theater. Okay, I'm
2: looking for it. I'm hoping that's at least comparable. to the- yeah,
3: yeah, it's it's enjoyable. I, I like Fantastic Fox a little better, but uh, I did enjoy all Isle of Dogs. Yes. Yeah, yeah. we could go into much deeper, than that. but I, I did, I did enjoy it. I, it's got the same type of thing, same cast, you know, all that. So, can't go wrong. Um, That puts us on to you, Jordan, for your number five.
2: My number five is my second piece of anime, and the last, I promise. Um, <laughs> when I talked about Spirited Away on a recent episode, I was really wrestling which Studio Ghibli movie to put on here. And it was either that or this one was Princess Mononoke. I had to go with that one.
0: In a time when gods walk the earth, an epic battle rages between the encroaching civilization of man and the gods of the forest.
1: When the forest has been cleared and the wolves wiped out, this place will be the richest land in the world.
0: Now... The fate of the world rests on the courage of one fearless princess.
1: I'm not afraid to die, and I would do anything to get the
6: humans out of here.
0: And one brave warrior. You fight like a demon, boy, like something possessed.
6: What exactly are you here for?
0: To see with eyes unclouded by hate.
1: Now watch closely, everyone. I'm going to show you
6: how to kill a god. Fire!
2: Hayao Miyazaki, the the Walt Disney of Japan will come. James Cameron of Japan. (laughs) 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 That's more like it. Bob Thornton.
5: You cannot alter your fate. However, you can rise
1: to
0: meet it if you choose.
2: Princess Mononoke. Uh, This is a guy, you know, uh, my neighbor Totoro, Kiki's Delivery Service. Just a dozen Stone Cold Classic kids movies that all have a little extra something. They're not they're they're great adventures, but they all have a little either a lesson or something extra behind them. This one might be one of the more adult ones. It's set in a kind of a fantasy version of 14th century Japan, and it's basically the start of their industrial revolution as humans are kind of clear cutting forests and you know uh, traveling outward where there used to only be gods and it's that struggle between you know uh, the, the the what humans need to survive and what what gods and nature have always been and and it's not it's not it's not gully. it's not about uh, the humans who pollute us it's not real, real evil good good versus evil few things are gully. <laughs> ah that's probably high on somebody's list <laughs> um But yeah, it's that conflict since the beginning of time about, you know, mankind and industry versus nature, the stuff we're still dealing with today. But the main story is about uh, Prince Ashitaka. Um, His village is attacked by a demon and he saves them, but in the process he's injured and gets corrupted by the demon. So he has this kind of pulsating black illness that's going to kill him and he has to leave home and try to find a cure for it. And in his travels, he meets San, who is a human girl raised by wolves. Um, if you've ever seen any of the art from this movie of her with a giant wolf you know, bloodstained face, this is the the main character here. And together, there's a conflict um, with the the leader of the, the town, who is Lady Aboshi, and she is she she's manufacturing firearms, clear-cutting the forest, but she's doing it. To save people, uh, she, the the town she runs is it's a refuge for outcasts and sick people and lepers. So, um, again, there's there's gray area here. It's it's not just she's trying to you know take all the resources from nature. It's well, she you know to, for these people to live, we have to take. There has to be a balance there. There has to be harmony, and it's about figuring that out. So this uh, it's it's the the normal Miyazaki thing of. You know the, the the folklore and the creatures. There are monsters in here who are terrifying and, and amazingly scary. And then there are cute little woodland critters that are just adorable. So very little CGI in it. It's about I think it's about ten percent CGI. It's mostly hand drawn, and it has two really complex female leads, which in 1997 was a little bit ahead of its time. And you know dealing with all these issues we still deal with today. So just uh, excellent, excellent movie.
3: Yeah, I really hate that I have not seen this or Spirited Away. Um, there was another movie, um, Your Name, the, another anime came out last year that all of those are you know critically acclaimed and I just n- never got around to them. Um, I imagine at least one of them would have made my list. but Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see those. Have you ever seen any nope. of those Well, sounds good. That's our number fives, our Number four, start off with Cliff. It's not on anybody else's list. So probably my sister's.
7: Uh, Okay, yeah, probably so. I'm a little surprised. Um, 1989 kicked off the Disney Renaissance.
5: Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Wouldn't you think I'm the girl?
6: The girl who has everything.
7: The Little Mermaid. Um, of course it had the magnificent songwriting of Alan Men- Menken and uh I can't talk tonight it's getting late uh it's a it's a Begali- like, wonderful wonderful it's
2: an ocean romp <laughs> it's, it's it's an ocean romp
7: <laughs> rebellious 16-year-old ariel and uh, she's fascinated with everything on uh, life on the land and not in the sea and she wants to have legs and she wants to be where the people are
5: i want to be where the people are i want to see want to see them dancing walking around on those what do
6: you call them oh feet
7: <laughs> so um she defies her father king triton and enlists the help of the evil sea witch Ursula to give her legs but she has to pay the price and she takes Ursula takes her voice so she can um, go find her true love Prince Eric and uh, if that happens she gets her voice back and she can keep her legs and all that stuff so um, great villain Ursula man what a voice um wonderful songs throughout the movie. You know, it, it, it falls... It does have a little bit of fault in that it, it gets into that classic Disney, you know, the princess has to be saved type of thing. Um,
2: yeah, my, uh, my... One of my nieces came up to me with a storybook and it was Little Mermaid. It wasn't the Disney brand Little Mermaid, but yeah. it was this the folklore. And I read it to her and I got to the end I'm just like, ah, I want to change the ending of this. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little problematic, we'll say, in today's climate. But... <laughs>
7: But yeah, it just—I think it, it's such an important movie. Um, you know, the, the late, the mid to late seventies and the eighties, Disney had really, you know, had a pretty major slump going on. There wasn't a lot coming out of that studio that was really hitting. You know, with the with the with the proper audience, and uh, especially through the eighties, and then suddenly in nineteen eighty nine, you know. Th- The Little Mermaid hits, and it just kicks off this amazing time period of films with, you know, starting with all the way to 1999, all the way through into Tarzan was the last one. And it was just hit after hit after hit, and they were innovating and, and making, you know, these... Such wonderful progress in animation and storytelling as a whole, and, and in the film industry, you know, they started. There was this time period. We'll get into it later, but to have a movie nominated for Best Picture and uh, in, in the Academy Awards—that's an amazing thing. You know, that all started right here with with The Little Mermaid and um, and the wonderful Jodie Benson, and her voice is just. It makes the movie for me you know every time part of your world comes on or or kiss the girl or any of the it's it, it's a to the point where i have this soundtrack you know i know it's popular with you know was popular with females of course it is but it, it's just a you know sebastian and flounder and and scuttle it, an
3: old scuttle an old scuttle so yeah it scuttle I remember the other ones, but I don't remember Scuttle. What's that? Scuttle was a seagull. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Buddy Hackett. Oh, yeah. I, I, the
4: the only the only thing about Little Mermaid that that sort of moved it sort of off my list is you know clearly Ursula is one of the great villains in in the entire history of Disney. You know Ariel is such a great character. Like she, you understand why she's doing what she's doing. It's just Prince Eric for me is yeah. such a zilch, and <laughs> he kind of looks like Steve Perry from Journey, and that always throws me because <laughs> I, I can't, I can't see gets the hair. I, I can't see him as the dashing prince. Um, but uh, ev- literally everything else except the male lead in this movie is just fantastic. Does anybody
3: of note do his voice? Mm, not that no. I remember no. now. Hmm. hmm. Yep, yeah, we definitely all saw it um let's see my number four was justin's number six and it's higher on somebody else's list so moving on jordan your number four has to be on someone's was list. my number seven okay so we can talk about it now. wow just two of us yep just two of us know what's up
2: just two of us uh i am giant that's right Two nights ago, a SATCOM
0: radar detected an unidentified object entering Earth's atmosphere.
6: This is the greatest discovery since television or something.
0: Warner Brothers
1: Family Entertainment presents. The design! The story of a young boy.
0: And a giant from another world. Now, why would you tell your mom about a giant robot?
6: No privacy!
0: Sorry! Who became a hero on this one.
6: We gotta hide! You can't protect him. Go to Oh my God! No! There's a kid in his hand! You can
1: fly! You can fly! The Iron Giant.
2: 1999, another non-Disney film. <laughs> Yeah, it's on
7: my non-Disney list. (laughs) The lesser list. (laughs) But
2: it's Brad Bird. Yep. Beginning of his career, his directorial debut. Um, This movie did not do good at the box office, but it has, over time, built an audience and has become a huge cult classic. Um, Apparently, they kind of changed a few things. I was reading... The, the a few studio things got changed or got hurried up so they didn't have time to do merchandise for it or they push I think it said they, they designed one poster as like a teaser poster and they just left it they made one poster <laughs> for it and never made another one so like this movie just kind of the studio just kind of dumped it out and didn't put enough behind it as a push so that's one of the reasons it kind of tanked it has nothing to do with the story it said the you know the it tested through the roof like the test audiences loved it. And then the studio's like, "Oh, wait, we might have something here." But by then, it was kind of too late to, to steer the ship. But just I, I, this one has stuck with me for a long time.
3: Yeah, I am not a gun. Uh, I I love that. I love that. I love the animation. I love the story. Um, I would love to have the. You know, I've got all my AI over here. I'd love to have that model of him, but it's like super expensive. But anyway, yeah, I. I it's just great. I think it connected with a lot of people of our generation, and um, just—I mean, come on, Harry Connick Jr. <laughs> as, a, as a hipster, <laughs> yeah. It's just—it's just—it's just a classic. I—I I, I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, it, it's really great. Yeah, I know you
2: don't, uh, it's about Hogarth Hughes, oh, a nine-year-old yeah. in 1957, uh, and this is shortly after Sputnik launched from the Russians. So. It's it's a period piece, it's set, you know, at the start of the Cold War and it has all those, you know, even the poster was kind of designed like an old sci-fi movie poster and it yeah. has those those retro kind of flourishes to it, but it's it's presenting, you know, that that Norman Rockwell America, but then beneath it there's this simmering Cold War paranoia and and don't trust your neighbor and red scare kind of stuff. And from the skies comes a robot and we don't know what it is, if it's an alien, if it's a weapon, befriends the young boy and it's that classic E.T. kind of story. You know, the two form a bond and I watched that final scene today on YouTube. Like you you're are supposed who, to.
3: You, as intended. <laughs> I
2: ain't got time to watch a whole movie. <laughs> but you are who you choose to be. And I'm telling you, I was like biting my lip and oh, don't you come out there, tear Like... <laughs> uh that 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 sacrifice at the end, and the of course, call back to Superman Mythos, a lot of people say this is the best Superman movie ever made, so
7: I was just curious, I'm not sure who did that movie, which studio I don't remember. I was trying to look it up
3: while you were talking,
7: uh, but I know it was put out on.
2: through Warner Brothers, but I don't know specifically hmm.
3: anyways, uh-huh. so finishing up our number fours, Justin. You can't talk about it. Okay. <laughs> it. It. Guess who has it higher on their list? Not su- Well, my wife, but uh, right, I'm guessing yeah. Cliff too. Okay. Yes. Um. So moving on to our number three. <laughs> all of our wives. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> oh, oh. Moving on to our number threes. I am going to start us off here, and this was,
2: well, was Cliff's number four. Little Mermaid. I'll take your word for
3: it. Yeah. Okay. Trust. Just trust. Trust the system. <laughs> Alright. Um, this was Justin's number nine, as my number three. And it's not on anybody else's list because they don't know what's up. <laughs> um from I gotta find it on my list here. Sorry. Right. From nineteen eighty nine in America, anyway. Uh I uh I worked at McDonald's in 1989 in high school, and guy, you guys know Darren Boner, right? Yeah, he had a Camaro. <laughs> I remember, but anyway, he—I didn't know what this was. He he said, "Hey, we're going to Columbus to see Akira," and I was like, "A what?" He's like, "We're going to see Akira at the theater," and I was like, "Okay, I'm I'm in." And we went to Columbus and saw Akira on the big screen. And it was amazing. I did not know what I was in for.
2: You joined the anime club. That's right. I didn't know. I I went out of town
3: with the anime club. Made it back. Thank God. Um, And I watched it with my son the other day. He had never seen it. And it's it's great. It's set in 2019, which is kind of...
0: Streamlined Pictures presents... A state of the art adventure. Akira.
3: Hand drawn, beautiful animation. This is one of the most beautiful animated movies. Like, it is so. Like, it's. We just were in awe of it the other night watching it. I just love how gorgeous it is. um, But it's the story of childhood friends, Tetsu and Kanada are pulled into the post-apocalyptic underworld of Neo-Tokyo and forced to fight for their very survival. Canada is a bike gang leader, and Tetsuo is a member of a tough motorcycle crew who become involved in a covert government project called Akira. But a bloody battle ensues where he has to set out to save Tetsuo. It feels like I, I I should have looked up and seen like what all this influenced because as I was watching it, I just felt like it has to have influenced so many things in anime. But I I'm not a huge anime. fan. Did
2: you say your son hadn't seen it?
3: Yes, he is a he is. Yeah, that kind of shocks me because this yeah. is
2: most people's first anime. Right. Well, first... he has
3: the books. Okay. He just had never seen. The, yeah, he. he I is, mean, that's
2: it's our generation's first right, anime. Right.
3: He did. He really loved it, you know, and he, and he was like, oh well, I've seen these types of things before but yeah, we really enjoyed it um what were your thoughts on it justin
4: yeah i i got to undergrad in 1992 and you know having grown up in an era before the internet before podcasts before you know before pop culture came to the mid ohio valley basically um <laughs> i had no experience with anything really and Two of the guys that I lived with, their parents had emigrated here from China and from Hong Kong. So they introduced us to stuff like the John Woo, Chow Yun-Fat movies. The Killer and Hard Boiled and stuff like that. Um, And sort of like the first toe you dipped into anime. Whether it was Legend of the Overfiend. And, And one night they showed us Akira. And I remember watching it and just being blown away by it. I had no idea what was happening... Because it, the the it, like everything's very kinetic and without having a lot of, uh, you know, previous knowledge of what you know that that style of animation really looked like, it was kind of hard to follow the plot. Like, there's motorcycles and then there's some other guys and stuff blows up and somebody else Tetsuo three hundred seventy eight times. That that that's kind of the plot. Um, but I just remember watching. Did you this not thing. watch
3: it with the the subtitles?
4: We did, but it just read Tetsuo, Tetsuo, Tetsuo. tetsuo!
3: tetsuo!
6: Tetsuo, 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 Canada,
4: Canada, Tetsuo. Tetsuo! Tetsuo! Kanada, Tetsuo! Uh, that's like there's like a 45 minute chase scene, and that's awesome, yeah, that's the dialogue.
6: Tetsuo, Canada, Tetsuo, Canada, Kani.
4: Um, but uh, just being blown away by the style of the animation and and, and uh, sort of discovering a new thing that I'd never really seen before. So that that's why it I had it on my list. And the, the other note I had said it made Voltron look like the GoBots. Yeah, <laughs>
3: yes, yeah. It's gorgeous. I, I, I love all that. a big, crazy ending. It's got you know, it's got a lot of violence, and I just, I just love the animation. It's a, it's a beautiful movie to look at.
2: Well, that's. I mean, young people may not realize that that we didn't always have access to everything all the time, right? So. These movies weren't translated into English. You had to they had to be imported, literally, you know, carried across the seas with them or, you know, bootlegged and, and, and re-recorded and passed along and you know, underground tape kind of things. It, it it was it was effort to find these things, and Akira was the first one that really broke through the mainstream audiences and opened a lot of doors to these things. And when that broke, then people were hungry for more and that the in the wave following it. Just you know, title after title of Japanese movie. You know, just I'm sure the some great stuff and some awful stuff, but it all started getting translated and brought overseas. So Jordan's
3: number three technically has animation. Start. (laughs) You let me
2: have Space Jam. That's true. (laughs) Might as well. (laughs) Mary Poppins. Sweet. (laughs) This was on every list I googled and every... Mary Poppa. No. (laughs) Uh, Cliff even, when we were debating this in our chat, Mm -hmm. Cliff gave me the go-ahead. I I
3: did too. I said, you know, after Justin brought it up, I said, that's probably the line. You know, that level of, because it really has a lot of animation, but I was afraid if we went too far, we'd end up with Mary Poppins, because Cliff would not be able to help it, him. There's
7: nothing wrong with that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, this, I said my my top ten, it was a struggle to fill up, but this one was pretty easy to me. This was a childhood favorite, watched over and over again. like who framed Never Roger Rabbit?
1: before. Who framed Roger Rabbit? 25th Anniversary Edition. I'm a toon. Toons make people laugh. <laughs> For the first time on eye-popping Blu-ray, it's the edge-of-your-seat thriller that hits like a ton of bricks. <laughs> we
0: toons may act idiotic, but we're not stupid.
1: It's groundbreaking.
0: The whole thing stinks like yesterday's diapers. A
1: technically amazing feat.
0: Allow me, Madam Whitey Owl. It says Rabbit sees stars, not birds. Stars. Can we lose the playback, please?
5: I'm not bad I'm just drawn that way and, and it's absolutely an animated film yeah
2: They yeah. <laughs> gotta hide me <laughs> so this before I knew anything about noir or the detective genre or all the things it was spoofing and aping I saw them all in Roger Rabbit, and I didn't know what I was looking at. I didn't understand, you know, I didn't get the nuance of it. But I know I loved it, and it was Bob Hoskins as Eddie Valiant, you know, the hard-boiled detective with a tragic past and the take-no-nonsense, you know, and it just, just what a character to throw into the world, world of Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse, and mm-hmm. you said that joint, you know, Disney Warner Brothers. Uh, they brought in Sp- uh, Steven Spielberg and he had enough clout to help bring in the because War- yeah, the- it was put out by Disney right but he talked to the people at Warner Brothers Turner Entertainment Universal Fleischer Studios King Feature Syndicate and they all lent their characters i think because they probably trusted Spielberg and what he 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 wasn't going to make them you know look bad yeah
7: that. yeah i mean there were still stipulations um things like Mickey Mouse had to have the exact same screen time as Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Daffy Duck had to have the exact same screen time as Donald Duck. And Couldn't the, and have more
3: Dunks than him. Right.
7: Well, that's why you get that, you know, the, the dueling piano scene because they're both on the screen at the same time for the same amount of time, you know, for that same screen time.
6: Uh, Does anybody understand what this duck is saying?
2: <laughs> um, yeah, this is the, you know, the... Murder mystery noir film. There's, you know, Jessica Rabbit. Is There's the nothing potato. more
3: iconic that comes out of that movie than Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, uh, I, I watched fabulous Baker Boys in the last year, and I thought Jessica Rabbit rips this <laughs> off, but does it better.
2: Which by Kathleen Turner. Mm-hmm. She's not bad. She's just drawn that way. That's right. Christopher Lloyd is the great Judge Doom. Mm-hmm. One of his most iconic performances and i just remember being a kid and watching it over and over again and you know you see it enough times that you know the story and then i would start picking apart things like how would they you know how did he smash a plate over his head like that's a real plate and real shrapnel and like it's one of the first things i remember trying to understand and picking apart the technical details of it not just the story and i just remember being fascinated by how seamlessly it all meshed together yeah
7: yeah, this this movie holds a it, it holds a bit of a special place in my life because uh, I think the movie came out in eighty eight. Yes. Nineteen eighty nine was the opening of Disney's Hollywood Studios. I happened to um, my family. We went down in the first week of June of nineteen eighty nine. So it was, me too. Yeah, it was immediately. It was right after that park had opened and I was just at that perfect age where I thought Roger I, I was you know being the Disney kid I was with Mike Weisner. I thought Roger Rabbit this movie was going to be the next big huge thing that we were going to see for the next 30 years right. in the parks because there when they opened that park there was tons of, of props and um, things put into the attractions that were all Roger Rabbit and some of it's still there today Um you know, a few things. Not as much as there were, you know, even a year ago. But, um, but yeah, it, Roger Rabbit was everywhere in that park, and at that time period, it, you know, in the Disney Company, he was going to be Michael Eisner's new Mickey Mouse. That was the goal. There, and it's
2: kind of amazing that it didn't go on to do any sequels. I mean, there were a couple like short animated shorts or something. Yeah, the spin-off. reason,
7: the main reason why was the deal with Amblin. Entertainment Spielberg's company. Something about I remember reading about this a while back, um, where like all the profits basically went to Amblin or something. Or yeah, they that, had that was part, part of Spielberg's profits. deal, as he yeah. got
2: a significant like the merchandise right. profits or you know, whatever. It was. <laughs> so
3: Disney was like, "Forget it. <laughs> yep, we're done." Put a real, with real this Perlmutter
2: point. move on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah but reading up on this it was interesting it said it it, it renewed a lot of interest in these golden age animated characters Mm -hmm. like you know Betty Boop and you know kids maybe never have seen some of these old school characters who had cameos and it said that helped inspire the Disney renaissance you were just talking about in 1989 so you know 1988 was Roger Rabbit 1989 was wow animation's cool like this could have helped Spur that get people back interested in these. Yeah,
7: it wasn't just, and it is a really good movie. I really enjoyed that movie. I hadn't seen it for a long time until just maybe two or three years ago, and sat down with my kids who had never seen it, and they had been, you know, in those parks, and there were things that they never even picked up on because they didn't know. And we sat down and watched it, and you know, it was just as enjoyable to them as it was
2: for me when I was a kid. And just the concept of dip. The dip. You can erase a cartoon. Like
7: yeah. that that was I'll terrifying. Be dipped.
2: No, that's exactly <laughs> what
3: Oh man. But it warms our hearts. That's a
2: true fan right there. <laughs> no, but the, you know, cartoon characters get fired. Put an me. ogre shirt on. <laughs> Falls off cliffs and things, but they, wow, you can erase a cartoon permanently. Like there's actual stakes here. This is yeah. ah it's terrifying.
3: <laughs> all right, Justin, this is this is where it all starts to pay off for you all this time. We've been <laughs> skipping that your Your number three was Cliff's number eight,
4: okay, uh I, my number three made it this high based on a couple of things,, uh, but I think primarily because the story and the characters are so well crafted and well done and such a part of you know what it is to be in pop culture now that they could wait thirteen years. Drop a sequel on us and have it feel like basically no time has passed. That's almost impossible to do, and yet the folks behind Finding Nemo made it work. Um, you know, I, we all know the story. It, you know, it's it's uh, a guy loses his his family, then he loses the only family he has left. Uh, you know, the kid goes on an adventure, and then the dad's got to go and find him, and and you know, he makes a friend, and and you know the friend has some issues. Um, And they sort of discover that, you know, deep down inside, maybe he's not the most, you know, he's not that conservative guy that that he thought he was and and that he can allow himself to to let the kid go and and to go and and, and to live the kid's life instead of, you know, smothering him all the time and and protecting him from everything. Um, I think the other reason I moved it so high is the technical skill it took to make this movie look realistic, um, specifically because of the underwater... World that they lived in, yeah. um, you know. Th- there's some stuff that's set on land, you know, the, the the dentist's office and some other things like that. But even even as far back as Little Mermaid, the the underwater sequences there, the stuff in the background didn't have the texture and the movement and the fluidity that the stuff in Nemo does. And, and and whether it's it's the little piece, the little bubbles and and you know little bugs and things that kind of float by the screen every once in a while, it's 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 little things like that 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 you know they, they were able to take the time to to create this world, this universe, and to remember that yes, we're all going to be looking the first time through at Marlin and Dory and Nemo and and the main characters, but. You know, for the geeks among us, you know, on the thirtieth or fortieth time we're watching this, we're going to be looking at the stuff in the corners of the screen, and 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 they they spared no expense, they spared no amount of detail for that sort of thing, and and I, I really like the way they did that, and and then you factor in the fact that these are fish, and fish move differently than. People and move differently than four legged or two legged animals. So they had to redesign their whole animation style mm-hmm. to make that work. Uh, you know, a deer, everybody knows what a deer looks like when a deer is walking because you've seen Bambi and you've seen real deer, but not many of us have seen, you know, actual fish swimming for long distances. They sort of flash by us or they flash by the camera of the documentary that we're watching. And so to get that. That movement, correct and 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 make it look realistic and naturalistic. It was just just staggering to me. So that's Finding Nemo, uh, number three. All right,
6: we're here, dudes. Get ready. Your exit's coming
0: up, man. Where? I don't see it. Right there. I see it. I see it. You mean the swirling vortex of terror? That's it, dude. Of course it is. Okay, first find your exit, buddy. Do you have your exit body? Yes! Okay, Squirt here will now give you a
7: rundown on proper exiting technique. Good afternoon. We're
6: going to have a great jump today. Okay, Frank our back as you hit the wall. There's a screaming.
0: He's trying to speak to me. I know it. You know, you're really cute, but I don't know what you're saying. Say the first thing again. Okay,
7: gentlemen. go. Fish go, are go, friends, go. not food. Exactly.
4: And Dame Edna is a shark. That's awesome. <laughs> now, I remember
3: really liking this and enjoying this, but I did not know I was supposed to watch it 30 or 40 times to catch all the different fish movies. One of us! One of us! <laughs> well, where, where
2: do you guys stand on the traditional versus digital animation. Like, did you guys jump, you know, the minute Toy Story hit, were you guys on board for computer graphics? Or were, are you still like, oh, the hand-drawn stuff's better? Um,
7: I think they both have a place. I, r- I really do. Um, the
2: ultimate Homer
4: answer. That's, oh, that's my right. gosh, yeah. <laughs> Everything's great. <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, there, I, I think there, there, there's a place for both of them. Um, I think Disney steered very much in the direction of computer animated for a while, and I think they've sort sort of started to remember their roots a little yeah. bit, um, and that's that's fun.
7: Yeah, uh, you know, seeing things like uh, Ducktales come back on television. Woo-hoo! Yeah, and but yeah, I, 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 I agree. I think it's just the whole thing. Off. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you know the computer animation really is cool. You know, you look at a film like Wreck It Ralph. I mean, and the colors, and it's it's beautiful, and it fits the time it's in. But, you know, I have such nostalgia, and know, knowing the art, not that the computer graphics aren't art, but the, but the you know, old-fashioned, nitty-gritty, you know, a man-in-his-pencil art um, is it, really something that, you know, that I don't think should go away. It really, you know, that's why I was talking about the princess and the frog, you know, being the last full length animated feature that, that had the traditional hand-drawn art, but it it was done so beautifully and such a wonderful story that I want to uh, bring it back. I want another one of those movies. I can't wait till we get, you know, you know, it's going to come back around, but I can't wait to see what they do with that. Um, well, let's just let's just get. It. But Finding Nemo, I just want to say, it's my son's very first movie he ever went to in a the theater. Um, he was, I think, four four years old when he went and saw it. So I watched that movie over and over and over when it came out came out the video and DVD. Um, we had all the toys. He was obsessed with it for the longest time, and uh, I, you know. It, it, it's just a Pixar, you know. I, I. It's funny. This this movie is associated a lot of for a lot of people. I think they remember Toy Story. I think the next one they remember, they think they remember, is Finding Nemo. Um, even though a Bug's Life came out and Toy Story two came out, you know, before those. But I think a lot of people associate with Toy Story. The next big innovate, innovation was Finding Nemo, right
3: there. So, well, all the. Uh, excitement has been torn away as we get ready to announce our next one uh, Cliffs number 3 was Justin's number 6 and my number 4 Toy Story
0: Sergeant, yes sir establish a recon post downstairs Code Red, repeat, we are at Code Red Recon Plan Charlie, execute Move, 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 move It's a, it's a big one Walt Disney Pictures presents Star Command. Come in. Do you read me? The story of two toys. Oh. There seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. Hello. Oh, yeah. ah! Headed for a showdown. My name is Woody. This is my spot. Ah! I am Buzz Lightyear. I come in peace. You are a child. Play thing! You are a sad, strange little man. And playing by their own rules. Draw! Fuck oh, me again! I don't like confrontations! Boss looking alien! Where? Ah. <laughs> You're mocking me, aren't you? <laughs> oh. oh, impressive wingspan! Very good. <laughs> oh, what? What? You can't fly? Yes, I can. Can't! Can not. Can't! Can't! Can't!
3: Adventure takes <laughs> Which off. we managed to not mention at all <laughs> the last five minutes. Um,
2: Everyone knew that would be on. Oh the yeah, it's,
3: it's on there. But actually, mine uh, is Toy Story three. Yeah,
7: I had it down at the bottom of my list. Toy Story three there for a while. I I, I always compare Toy Story to Snow White. Um, oh. I really do. It was the first. Compu- you can talk, CG. Justin. Yeah, you don't have to nod. <laughs> He's nodding over there thumbs up. Um, I didn't want to interrupt him. <laughs> no, this, but yeah, and much the same way Snow White was the first animated feature film, this was the first computer generated feature film. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it was the groundbreaker, and besides the story being great, well, I mean, yeah, you know, especially to folks our age our generation that grew up with such a, you know, a hand in that and. In that toy culture, growing up, um, this just took you back.
2: Well, it wasn't on my list, but I'm going to talk anyway. Um, having having recently watched it, which you can read about my review, <laughs> Below words. Uh, it, it It's it was it was interesting to go back and watch it and remember how simple it was. Yeah, the story is very contained to the bedroom, basically, and then when they leave. But it's it's very. <laughs> You know, it's, it's built a franchise, and it's built a you know an animation studio around it, basically. But it's there's only a handful of characters in the first one, and it's a very insular world, and it just it looked amazing from the beginning. It's a little you know the the animation you'll see a few little yeah we've here we've and there, come a long way. It, it was yeah. it's you know they they nailed it from the start basically, yeah. even at a very simplistic level.
3: Yeah, I watched all three of them in the last few months, preparing for this and. Um, I think the second one is just slightly doesn't live up to the other two but um, I love the first one I the third one just is just a tearjerker yeah, at that, the end Yeah, that's the only reason I, I mean it was real tough to pick one I see why you guys would go with the first one but the build up to the third one just pull. you know that pulls the tear from my eye you know the end of that and I just feel like it's so easy to relate to at this time in my life you know, I have a. Uh, you know, I'm sure you too, Clive. You have kids growing up, yeah. And that's it's all about parenthood to me. I, I mean, yeah. Andy's going away and leaving his toys behind. Well, we are the toys? You know, we were everything to these kids, their mm-hmm. whole lives, and now they're they're, you know, going on with it. They've growing up, growing up, and moving on. And it, that's yeah. I mean, that, I agree.
7: That's very true. I I'd certainly see that. For me, it's interesting because Toy Story three it, it, it brings you full circle. But for me, just personally, I was an only child. I didn't have brothers. I had cousins that I was close to, that I'm still close to. But just as a as a whole, I was I was an only child, and for me. Those, my toys were like my friends a lot of the time. I I can remember taking. I know. I had (laughs) two brothers,
2: and my toys were my best friends. (laughs) But the ones I got to play with. Yeah. Yeah. Their toys were your
4: best friends. And so, Jordan, you can see there is nothing you can possess which I cannot take away.
7: (laughs) (laughs) But for me, I can remember as a little kid, you know, not knowing what I was doing, but when, you know, when it was time to go to grandma's house. I, I'd be like, oh, what, what toys am I allowed, you know, what can I take? How much can I bring every day? And I would pack them up every day and go, take them to my grandma's and that, you know, that was a major thing for me and when you get to the end of Toy Story 3 you know, and they're they're at the trash heap and at the dump and, and they're about to be incinerated and they're all, you know, holding hands it's like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me right now? Clean. But yeah, and and the whole you know the ending with Andy passing them on,
4: it's amazing.
7: Yeah, great stuff. Yeah,
4: it. I it, I struggled between one and three, um, but you know, like Cliff said, in, in in much the same way that that we had Snow White on my list, uh, you know, th- this was the first really of its kind, and I, for me, and and you know, framing this in the light of everything that's happened in the last year, um i've always said that in the on the creative side of the disney company the three most important people in that company's history are walt disney marty sklar mm-hmm. and john lassiter from pixar now it's gotten uncomfortable with everything that's happened in the last year but you know walt started the company and led it for 35 years marty was a guy that he had hired as a writer and he, Marty ended up doing everything, and and after Walt died, Marty was one of the guys that people would go to and ask, you know, what would Walt think? What would Walt want us to do? And then, you know, like we talked about a little bit earlier, there was sort of that nadir in the in the you know late seventies, yeah. early eighties when yeah. things weren't working really well, and then we had that that sort of second golden age, and then we met these folks from Pixar, and you know, John Lasseter really. Picked up that mantle from Marty and 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 took the company creatively in whole new directions and and really brought it back to the story. It's always Walt was always about the story and and I think John Lasseter was the same way. Um, and I think it's uh, you know it's it, it's unfortunate the situation that he chose to find himself in. Let's say, um, but uh, you know, bringing Pixar on partnering with Pixar. I think is one of the smartest things Disney ever did um, because it got us to John Lasseter and that, that refocus of their storytelling element. And that has led us to where Disney is today.
7: Yeah. The, uh, there are similarities between Lasseter and, and Walt Disney just in, in, in an eye for talent and, and putting people on projects, you know, people like Pete doctor and Brad bird and putting them in, with the right project that, you know, other people would not have. It's just, a it's amazing it, where, where they have taken it.
2: And the success rate they've had. Yeah. You know.
7: It's... You can't compare it to anything else. Yeah. Yeah. I, um... The only other thing I'll, I'll say about Toy Story, you know, going back to the music, the original, that original Toy Story, Randy Newman. Oh, man. What a step out that was to take... You know, and say we're going to do this groundbreaking project, and we're going to bring in Randy <laughs> Newman to do the music, <laughs> and somehow it, it weirdly
3: worked. I hear those. You know, those. I, th- I don't feel like there's anything they could have done that would have been better. Yeah, it's, you know, uh, it's like ha- those things that you. Whenever you hear like, oh, well, so and so was cast, but they couldn't do it. Those type of things. <laughs> this is one of those things. that's like, oh my gosh, I'm. What yeah. if they wouldn't have done that? Right. You've got a friend in me. I mean, come on. Yeah. That is Toy Story. All right, we're finally up to our number two. Uh, Jordan, you get to start us off here with your number two. And this was Justin's number 10. Really? And I will say that when I originally thought of this list, I said this is going to be my number one. And then it didn't make my list. <laughs> but go on.
2: Well, I uh, confession, I never saw Toy Story three. Wow. So I to catch up on that. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the Disney gene skipped me, <laughs> obviously. <Wow. laughs> but uh, in 1979, a team of animators left Disney and set up their own independent studio. Yep. So this was like the Image Comics defection of the day. Yeah, they all left Marvel at the height of their power so these guys weren't happy with what was happening at Disney they weren't allowed to creatively stretch their wings like they thought they should or they pitched things that got rejected or whatever the main story was um, they formed Don Bluth Productions and in 1982 their first film was The Secret of Mim
1: Aurora and Don Bluth Productions present a classic adventure in motion picture entertainment I must tell you about Nim. Look there. It's a fantasy with wizards and villains. And heroes.
4: I ain't scared of nothing. I'm not even afraid of the great owl. Will you hush up? Come on.
1: It's an odyssey to another world. A world of fantasy and enchantment what you see and hear, you must swear, absolute secrecy.
5: It's the most beautiful sight I've ever seen. Do you like me? Of course I like you.
1: It's a story of friendship.
0: I mean, you don't think I'm clumsy or anything. I just need a few pointers to polish my style. I told you you'd love flying. I don't know how I let you talk me
1: into this. (laughs) It's a classic story of courage. Why have you come? And a world of danger.
0: If I hadn't actually been near a cat, I'd be sneezing my brains out. I'm allergic to...
6: Excuse me, me. Get out!
1: where courage is rewarded.
6: Oh, thank you.
1: A motion picture for everyone to share.
6: <laughs> oh, the poor turkey fell down. I'm
0: I'm not a turkey.
6: Big no. What's done with <laughs> that? <them. You're> better
1: tell <laughs> Discover the secret of Nim and rediscover China. This is not
7: the bloop movie I thought you were going to with. Go. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: so yeah, these guys um, they thought uh, studios were taking too many shortcuts. They were trying to cut production costs instead of, you know, giving animation all it should be and all it should have. And they thought these older techniques or this new technology should be explored instead of cutting corners everywhere they could. So they they were looking to do you know more sophisticated stories, and they wanted to use like uh, techniques like rotoscoping. Uh, backlit animation and using the mats like lighting the mats separately from the the animation up front they use 46 different color palettes for every different lighting situation so whether they're shadow or sunlight daytime nighttime they use a ton of different colors to give it that look and, and these multiplane cameras again so uh, when this this movie came out you're saying Disney was in a bit of a rut in the early 80s and this just looked like nothing that was coming out at the same time So we get this, this dark fantasy about these, these mice in a field. And it was just, it's again, like Watership Down. It's just, it's a little dark. There's people who, this movie scarred them a little bit. They weren't ready for what it was about to be, but I just, it's one that stuck with me, you know, my whole life. And I just, I adore it.
4: Yeah, this, uh, this was the first movie I thought of. I I knew this was going to be on my list. Um, It, uh, you know, the, the, other things that, that the Don Bluth folks did, uh, interestingly enough, he uh, did Dragons Lair, the old video game with oh, Dirk yes. the Daring, um, and then they went on and did some other things: um, American Tail, Land Before Time, All Dogs Go to Heaven. But for me, uh, you talk about being scarred by a movie, I, like I. <laughs> and, and part of it is is the the lighting stuff that Jordan yeah. was talking about. Uh, there's a couple of the characters who, um. They have these glowing eyes. Nicodemus, that, that like, yeah, Nicodemus, the leader of the the super intelligent rats. I, he had these glowing eyes, and 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 the great owl. I, they just, it was so dark, so atmospheric, so creepy um, that it really did stay with me. And 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 you know, I probably saw it eight or 10 times when I was growing up, we'd go down to an aunt's house to get baby And she had, she was the one with the satellite dish. So we got to watch all the crazy stuff. And <laughs> secret of Nim was in heavy rotation on HBO at the time. Um, it, it, it's a story of some woodland creatures and sort of the way they live in the farmer's field, and they need to to relocate. Uh, we, the, the, the plow is coming, um, and then it takes a really hard turn to the left. And it there's a government conspiracy, and and uh, rats who've been become hyper intelligent and they've escaped from a lab and they've set up their own community, and and it it just it it, it it's kind of crazy. Um, but it's, it, it's really just a fantastic movie. And I found out doing the research that uh, voice talent, uh, Dom DeLuise, obviously, he's the, the crazy crow that gets into wacky adventures. Uh, Derek Jacoby uh, has a voice. Uh, you know him as Senator Gracchus from uh, Gladiator. And two of the mouse children were played by Will Wheaton and Shannon Doherty. Yeah.
3: I I I watched Secret and M in the last few months. Because like I said, when I when like you, the first thing I thought, Secret and M, boom, this is easy. And then I watched it and was like, Oh, it was just kinda of stuck with me more as a kid, like the creepiness, I loved the I love Nicodemus and all of that. I love, love the animation. It's great. Yeah. But yeah, going back and looking at the cast, I like to see who played these things and and yeah will Wheaton and shannon <laughs> so so funny it's still i mean it still holds up it barely didn't make my list i i yeah. I still love it it's very nostalgic for it um just i so just the creepiness of it just the, something about the it was i almost felt like mystical or so something just magic about that but,
2: and it's like it's sophisticated enough they trust kids. The mm-hmm. kids can handle this. It's, it didn't have to be right. dumbed down. But based on the kid's novel, Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim, which there were no fantasy elements at all. It was straight realistic. They had changed her name to Mrs. Brisbee in the movie. Right. Because apparently they were worried about getting the rights from the actual Frisbee corporation. Yes. They, they, yeah, so they, <laughs> Good to <laughs> know. They allegedly became <laughs> Mrs. Brisbee. <laughs> But I didn't realize Jerry Goldsmith did the score for it. It's the guy who did star like several of the Star Trek movies, Planet of the Apes, Alien, Gremlins. You know, one of the most prolific, you know film scorers of all time. And it was his first animated film, and he said it's one of his personal favorites. So excellent visuals, excellent music. And we'll Wheaton. <laughs> Come on, what more do you Will
3: want? <laughs> Shut up, Wesley. Um Justin again paying off for you here we got your number two was cliffs number five and i have not seen this i i meant to fit this in this week it's on netflix yeah Um, Mm -hmm. yeah i want to hear how great it is and what i'm missing
4: okay so this is the newest movie uh of my list um and for me it's also the most unique uh it's from disney and for the longest time shockingly um, (laughs) Disney princesses really with the exception of Merida from Brave they really have one thing in common they need a boyfriend that's their quest they need a man they need a boyfriend they need a husband they need someone to take care of them you know someday my prince will come whether that's Prince Charming, (laughs) whether it's Prince Charming, Prince Eric, Prince Naveen, Prince Philip, the Flynn Rider, John Smith, the list goes on and on. But the heroine in my number two movie is Moana. And she's on an adventure to save her people, her Island and their way of life. Mm -hmm. She met a man. And even though he was a demigod with fabulous hair, (laughs) there's no romance. She she didn't need a man. She's on the hero's journey. And, oh. and, and she, there was, nothing was going to distract her from that. Do you know
3: who Maui is? Only the greatest demigod in all the Pacific
0: Islands. With his magical fishhook, he slowed down the sun, pulled islands
6: out of the sea,
0: battled monsters. And I should know, because <laughs> I'm Maui. Let me do this, please.
6: Yahoo!
0: Dama, letama, 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 door! Eeyore! Uyo!
6: Um...
7: Nothing? Really? What's a demigod gotta do? Away,
6: away! We are explorers, explorers reading every uh, sign. Uh, we tell
4: Uh, You know, so she meets Maui, this demigod voiced by The Rock, which The Rock can actually sing, uh, so put that fear aside, Um, but she was the match of this demigod in, in smarts, in ability, in resourcefulness, and certainly in courage. Because at one point Maui's like, "Oh, this is too hard. I want to quit," and she's like, "Okay, take a walk. I got this. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going. And and even if it means my death, I'm, I'm going to die going forward, because that's the the hero's quest that I'm on." Uh, she didn't need a man to get all mushy over. She was the hero, flat out, no question about it. Um, and and I, I have to walk back the way I opened this uh, last episode and say that that I. There is a little bit more to this movie. My favorite resort in all of Walt Disney World is the mine, Polynesian. Mine too. I'm going there. I'm going to be there in February. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, I got to spend a week at Aulani in Hawaii. Mm, mm-hmm. Fell in love with the place. Uh, one of my favorite Have Disney music collections.
7: A week A week at Aulani? No, no. <laughs> I've not been to Hawaii.
2: Welcome to my world, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> You know, one of
4: my favorite Disney music collections that I ever found is a CD of Hawaiian language Disney songs. So it's, you know, the, it's a small world but sung in, in the Hawaiian language. It's I fantastic. I mean, so yeah. you take that hawaiian theme soundtrack and you give it music and lyrics by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yep. I could not be any happier with this movie. This movie is fantastic when grandmother dies I get tears in my eyes it, it, it's it's just a fantastic movie I,
7: I actually um, I was going to go back and try and watch a few of these movies uh, in the last few days and I just ended up watching Moana three times <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the more I have watched this movie the more I like it um, the cast is perfect the songs are amazing. How Disney gra- was able to grab hold of Lin-Manuel Miranda and get him to do these movies, I-, I don't know. I don't know what they promised him or how much they're paying him, but whatever it is, it was totally worth it. The soundtrack is just... I, I too, my family, my, especially my wife and I, our fav- one of our favorite things to do at Walt Disney World is just go to the Polynesian and hang out. Like... We'll sit in the lobby have a get, dole a, whip. get a dole whip <laughs> go down, go over to Trader Sam's or up to the Tambu Lounge have dinner at freaking Ohana and, <laughs> and, and we can make a we can do a week of that it's amazing but just to, um I was very lucky uh, on the 45th anniversary last year um, of Walt Disney World of course Polynesian being their 45th anniversary too um, we had dinner at Ohana that day, and uh, we were we were running late, as you do, uh, getting seated. And um, they had all these former cast members um, that had worked at the hotel come in in, in their authentic Polynesian clothes, and, and they sang and danced, and it was right there in the lobby, and it was just one of those magical moments that you run across like you do at Walt Disney World. But this movie, um, it is. It's It's fantastic. I have Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I I'm a big, you know. I don't like these big stars doing my animated movies and just being the Rock. And um, does he have
2: the same tattoos as every other character?
7: He has tattoos, but they're does not the have, same. he Like the
2: bull on his. Arm no, still? no. But yeah. his
7: tattoos move around, and and he like has a little conversation with this little tattoo <laughs> man oh, on him. Oh, My they are um, part of the story. Yeah, they are part of the story. <laughs> I almost watched
3: this. But yeah, yeah.
7: I mean, Mo- <laughs> I mean,
3: I mean I can't wait to
7: watch. Moana that. as a character, she 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 is the modern day Disney princess, I feel. So much, you know, people talk about Frozen and Tangled and female empowerment in these movies, but Moana is is it for me, you know, like like Justin was talking about, you know, the demigod, demigod Maui is the one to he wants to give up and run away and doesn't think they have a chance, and all Moana needs is a little raft boat and a freaking chicken that's mm-hmm. out of its mind that keeps trying to eat rocks and drown itself. And, and she's like, I'm good, I got it, and we're gonna go do this thing. We're gonna save, you know, all the islands.
6: I have crossed the horizon to find you. I know your name They have stolen the heart from inside you But this does not define you This is not who
2: So our our nieces just started kindergarten, and they adore Moana, and I'm so happy it exists for them. Yeah, and they're going to grow up with this character, as opposed to some of the other. You know, they're 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 going to have a different experience. They're not going to have to look back and say, "Wow, I like that," but was there anything I you know maybe missed, Mm. or was there something that was a little. You know, problematic that it shouldn't they shouldn't have that problem and they're going to just get more and more of these kind of heroes that they can look up to and that's that's great
3: yeah i plan to watch it and i certainly hope as justin says that when grandmother dies i get tears in my eyes
4: yeah the the other thing that's amazing to me about the soundtrack is one of the big villains there, there's a sequence with uh jermaine clement from uh-huh. flight of the concords and he does a song that I sort of naturally assumed that Jermaine Clement wrote because it sounds exactly <laughs> like a Flight of the Concord song. But no, it was Lynn Manuel Miranda specifically writing it to make it sound like a Flight of the Concord song. And it's 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 just absolutely amazing. So cannot recommend it highly enough.
3: Well, if you guys didn't get enough of listening to Justin and Cliff go off about a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Now we have Cliff's number two Was Justin's number
7: four Yeah We're kind of running in tandem here um, We were talking about the Disney Renaissance Earlier 1989 to 1999 Little Mermaid kicked it off Tarzan ended it mm-hmm. But 1991 was the really The peak It was the first animated feature To ever be nominated for best picture for, At the Oscars
5: as, old as
7: time Beauty and the Beast the story of Belle
3: um, I've never seen this <gasps> what?
2: I have also never seen this
4: yes.
2: boom <laughs> are you serious? There's yeah I've never, never seen,
3: seen it um, candlestick something oh my gosh
4: Cliff is like lost. His, he's lost all his place They're, now. Yeah.
7: They're
3: just kindering at this point.
4: <laughs> um, Cliff and I like, will now act out. World. Oh, he I can't guess. fathom a world where people are not. Save like, I him, I Justin.
3: Can't. Save him, Justin. I can't oh, Cliff fathom. And I
4: will it. just now act out the movie for you. So.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, please, please. What are the songs? Sing them.
2: Which one is the kidnapped victim, and which one yeah. is the little sexual town? <laughs> which one's the Little Village? village. Yeah, the <laughs>
4: Every um, day like
3: the one before. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Angelic.
7: But um, songs by, you know, Alan Menken had had done most of the music for uh, the big popular songs for The Little Mermaid. He came back, but this time he, he teamed with a man called uh, named Howard Ashman, who had a huge Broadway uh, background. And um, I really credit Howard Ashman. It's a wonderful, it's, it's a tragic story. Um, he actually died of AIDS. Um, you
3: almost said that was wonderful.
7: Well, it, I mean, <laughs> if you go out and you watch something like uh, *Waking Sleeping Beauty* and see seeing the story behind it, it, it's so heartwarming and touching. The whole story of his story almost, mm-hmm. and getting this movie made and the music and and how he put it together. Um, but it's about Belle and uh, and and Belle. You know, she she's really the first female disney character to come out that was a that was different you know she liked to read in a time where women didn't do that she she lusted for a better life and she finds this you know she gives herself up in the movie um to take the place of her father who's been captured and thrown in the dungeon by the beast in this castle he's discovered who you know cursed furniture and um, <laughs> the age-old story—that's right, tale as old as time. <laughs> 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 and, <laughs> walked into that one, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but she she sacrifices herself to you know to live in his place, and because she has so much love for her father and uh, crazy old Maurice, this inventor. And um, who himself is seen in the village as, you know, as different. And, you know, why, why is he the way he is um, by the villagers? And uh, she refuses, you know, to marry the who, in some of these stories, would be, you know, the prince character. Gaston, the big, burly hunter. I've heard of him. Everybody loves him. <laughs> um, and he's... Gaston! The, yeah, he's the villain of the story.
0: does she think she is? That girl has tangled with the wrong man. No one says no to Gaston. <laughs> Done right. Dismissed. Rejected. Publicly humiliated. Why? It's in in
7: this I version, can... and what in so many uh, past movies, he would have been, you know, the big I'm guy just... to come in and save the day. And um, he he he's out once he discovers the beast together. to kill him. You know. Gosh,
0: it disturbs me to see you, Gaston, looking so down in the dumps. <laughs> Every guy here'd love to be you, hey! I? even when taking your lumps There's no man in town <laughs> as admired as you You're everyone's favorite guy Everyone's awed and inspired by you And it's not very hard to see why
7: And she finds love in this unexpected place with this unexpected character who, you know, isn't supposed to be capable of that. This cursed
3: beast. And I cannot believe you guys have never seen this movie. Justin wax poetic about... uh...
4: He covered almost every point I had. I mean, other than the fact that this is my wife's favorite Disney movie. Mine Um, too. Mine too. You know, Alan Menken and Howard Ashman together. I, I... It makes me really sad that we basically only got three collaborations or two and a half collaborations from these guys. Um, You know, the voice talent is is spot on. Uh, Jerry Orbach and Angela Lansbury and Robbie Benson and Paige O'Hara. I mean, you know, the just perfect. A quarter century later, if you're around anybody who loves Disney and you look at them and go, be guest
1: be our guest put our service to the test tie your napkin around your neck sherry and we provide the rest
4: <laughs> they're going to launch into the our guest yeah and you can't yeah. you can't it's,
7: not it's, do it yeah
4: it's, it's stimulus and response it's, it's you know it, it, the the ballroom scene where, where beauty and the beast dance and she's wearing her gold gown and he's in his blue morning coat it's just one of the most gorgeous animation sequences you're ever going to see it's just just such a good movie.
7: It's an it's an inspiring movie, um, all the way around. And you're right, uh, Menken and and and, ha- and Howard uh, Ashman together. I mean, you know, just the in two movies. You know, The Little Mermaid and and Beauty and the Beast for for my generation just defined a huge part of your childhood. Yeah. All right.
3: <laughs> I cannot believe this is not on anyone else's list. This is my number 2. Mhm. Like It's probably on my
7: non-Disney list.
3: No, it's it's I I seriously cannot believe it is not on either of you guys' lists. The Incredibles.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. heard of it.
6: Yeah. This is something- That's fine. <laughs>
0: I mean, I can break through walls, I just can't...
6: That's fine.
0: Showtime. No matter how many times you save the world, it always manages to get back in jeopardy again. I feel like the maid. I just cleaned up this mess. Can we keep it clean for, for 10 minutes? I'm at the top of my game. I'm right up there with the big dogs. Girls, come on.
5: Leave the saving of the world to the men? I don't
0: think so. Super ladies, they're always trying to tell you their secret identity. Think it will strengthen the relationship or something like that. Edna
1: mode. Your sword can stretch as far as you can and still retain its shape. Virtually indestructible and machine washable, darling, that's
3: a new feature. I have no seen- notes about it because I thought you guys were going to have so much to say about The Incredibles. Uh, just to those listening, I'm the one that put this on the list. Like, just you know, yeah. I'm the only one had this in their top ten. Th- this and is why I gu- i guarantee that I am with the majority <laughs> of of people. Like, people
7: love this movie. Oh yeah, they do. Oh. I love this movie. Uh, this is the problem I had, and why I didn't want to do this list is because no way I could truthfully rank my top ten. I just can't. Um, So what I tried to do was go through and pick out, you know, movies, a few movies from some different eras, along with some of my personal nostalgic favorites. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why I have, you know, things like Three Caballeros and and Robin Hood and, and, um, you know, in there with with the Jungle Book and newer movies like Moana, you know, and, and Toy Story and Toy Story 3, stuff like that, is I was trying to to put a list together because I could easily make a top top 10 list of movies from 1989 to 1999. Yeah. Um, and I could do the same thing with movies from 2002 to today. Um, it's a very difficult thing for me personally to do. I love The Incredibles. Brad Bird, the voice of Edna Mode. She's one of my favorite all-time characters. I think she is just so original and, and you know such a a scene stealer i mean she chews up every scene she's in
2: and ahead of the current superhero boom that we're now in mm-hmm. this predates all yeah these 2004
3: days. yeah before before 2008 when we went into the craziness i just i this is the of all the animated movies i watched and revisited this is the only one including my number one this is the only one that Orders on possibly being in my top 100. Like, this is just such a great movie. And the contrast between this and the sequel for me is I really felt like they did the James Bond feel better in the first one. Like, so many moments are so great. Like, when Dash is getting chased and goes underwater and it goes to slow-mo for a second and just... It is such a spy feeling movie, coupled with the contrast of a family dynamic of, you know, don't take this exit, you know, uh, just so many great quotes. Yeah, it's so, everything Marvel should have done with the Fantastic Four. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just I, I, I really love it. You know, no gut, no glory. It's a it's a just a fantastic movie. I love the animation. I love the story. I love yeah. the, the villain execution. is great and
7: how they the, how they you know he starts out you know as the little boy and and then we
3: see him right. as I mean he's the grown kind, up villain, kind of right. Yeah, except for all the terrible things he does. Right. But, you know, but at least he has a an actual reason for being the way he is. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great movie. I, I'm I mean I understand you guys just like the movie those other movies better. I'm just surprised it was not on anyone else's. I,
2: I looked at it and I, I thought into it. I yeah. won't say I didn't, but I, I just, I don't know what's wrong with me. These Pixar movies are of that era, I, I look at them and I see the quality. And I'm like, wow, what a great movie. And when I saw Incredibles, I think I maybe just saw it once and I finish it like, wow, amazing. But I just, it, it just doesn't connect that's, to me something. Yeah. You
3: don't have any love for it. Or you, I don't you, have, right. you
2: know, I don't have kids that I shared it with. Right. Or I don't have a, a, a different kind of you know, I think that's probably what, what
3: you say that, that helps me, fi- you know, find a reason maybe why I connect with it. Cause I remember, you know, definitely watching that with my son. And when it was over, we played the GameCube game <laughs> with the Underminer and we fought him and we played the whole game a million times. And it's one of his favorite games ever. Uh, I, I just you know it was one of his favorite movies, so it's one of my favorite movies. I
7: I got to see the return of it. We went opening night to see Incredibles two. The theater it was a Thursday night, seven o'clock showing, the very first one here in Marietta, and the theater was absolutely packed. And I mean, I'm watching groups of young men right around your son's age who had grown up with the with the original, who have been you know yearning for the sequel movie for twelve, thirteen, fourteen years, whatever it was. And, and they're coming in in these huge groups and they're all excited grown grown men now and I'm just all I'm seeing are these little boys you know that watch, sat down and watched the original yeah
2: and that's great I have nothing against any of these movies I just can't pick them as my personal go to movies that's, what, that's
7: movie. what these lists are that's
3: yeah fine I was I oh was yeah just we didn't
2: really do the the, the the warning ahead
3: of time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly, no. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. These are our favorite movies, so don't judge us too bad when we don't pick the high when when I'm the only one who picks the right ones.
4: Okay. Yeah, um, I really to, to echo yeah. what Seth said. I I can remember sitting in the in the theater seeing The Incredibles for the first time, and it was specifically that scene where Dash is running over the water, and in my head, my brain said. This is like a Bond movie. And when I, re- when I look back on it, it, it was the score. It was that Michael Giacchino score that felt like a Bond movie. It sounded like a Bond movie. It looked like a Bond movie, especially some of those action sequences. And so, yeah, I mean, just a, a fantastic movie. Didn't quite make my top ten list. Honey?
0: What?
6: Where's my super suit? What? Where is my super suit?
0: woman we are talking about the greater good
5: greater good i am your wife i'm the
6: greatest good you are ever gonna
0: get all
3: right we did it guys we're up to our number ones <laughs> so did, was, anybody have the same number one no we have, all four have different number ones okay really
4: right. yes huh. all right
3: they are not on anyone's list in any form other than in number one position <laughs> wow which is which is incredible that's Uh shocking (laughs) and jordan will get to go last this time so i can
2: disappoint everyone so
3: so justin as the rookie top 10 list guy you get, get get to start us off with your number one animated movie
4: um My number one animated movie of all time and one of the favorite movies I've ever seen. I I literally can still tell you exactly where I was the first time I saw it, and I could probably, if I thought about it, tell you who all was in the room. Uh, You take an all-star voice cast, you pair it with one of the greatest movie soundtracks of all time from uh, Hans Zimmer, Tim Rice, and Sir Elton John – And you get Hamlet with Animals, 1994's The Lion King.
6: We
0: are all connected in the great circle of life. Walt Disney Pictures presents its all-new 30-second full-length animated motion picture, The Lion King. He was born to rule.
5: This will all be mine?
0: Everything the light touches. But a shadow lies over the kingdom. I will be king.
1: Run away and never return. No!
0: Hey, kid, what's in you?
6: I don't want to talk about it.
0: He looks blue. I'd say brownish gold. No, no, no. I mean, he's depressed. Anything we can do?
5: Not unless you can change the past.
0: He grew up, hoping to leave his old life behind. I know who you are. You're Mufasa's boy. You're the king. King? Have you got your lions crossed? You know my father? Correction. I know your father. He died a long time ago. Nope. Wrong again! <laughs> He's alive, and I show him to you, Father. You are my son, and the one true king. You see, he
4: lives in you. You must take your place in the circle of life. Simba! Uh From the comedy of uh, Timon and Pumbaa to the the menace of Scar and the hyenas. For me, this is just the perfect movie. Um, and it, it really underscores what I think is sort of the central message of almost every every one of Disney's best movies which is simply no matter what, no matter what obstacles you face, the way to get through them, the way to live your life is to be who you are inside. Don't let other people tell you who to be. Don't don't be false to whatever is in you, whatever is motivating you to go out and and do whatever it is that you have to do with your life. Um, you know, Simba gets run out of the Pride Lands, and and he goes off and and lives this vagabond life with these two loser friends, and and he's not happy. He thinks he's happy, but he's not happy because he's not. That's not who he is. He is the king of Pride Rock, and and it is not until he goes back and, and reclaims his throne that that he becomes the king he is inside. Because I'm just going to quote lyrics at this point. And, <laughs> and, and for me, all these years later, no matter where I am, if I hear Circle of Life, I'm going to stop and I'm going to listen to it. It's, that's just the way it is. The, the, the very first Disney cruise we ever went on a long time ago, uh, they do shows every single night, big theatrical shows on stage. They're amazing. The lead singer came out, large black woman, brought the rafters down, absolutely the biggest voice I've ever heard coming out of a human being. Come to find out it was actually Jennifer Hudson before she got famous. <laughs> uh, that's my one of my brushes with fame. Um, but in the movie, even the parts that, that, that could be cheesy and, and overblown, Mufasa talks to him from the clouds.
7: That's not my father.
0: It's just my reflection.
4: We've seen that trope used so many times and it, it done badly. But it's not done badly in *The Lion King*. It just works, and 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 quite frankly, as as difficult as this list was for me to put together, this was my number one from the get-go, and and nothing was going to change my mind. So *Lion King* number one, all the way. Father?
2: remind me of the voices we had james earl jones right Mm -hmm. james earl
4: jones matthew broderick uh nathan lane uh ernie sabella uh uh, mr b
7: uh, jtt what was the
4: uh jonathan taylor thomas was the young simba uh young simba uh goldberg rowan atkinson benson uh, jim uh robert guillaume yes uh, Correction, uh, I know your father <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh Cheech was in it for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. Um uh, oh, and of yeah. No, yeah Yeah, Nathan Lane. Um and don't forget this was a, a a rematch of James Earl Jones and Madge Sinclair, the king and queen of Zamunda, uh mm-hmm. also played uh Sarabi and Mufasa. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard, I
7: purposely left this off my list. It's not my favorite. I know it's almost every Disney you know, major fan's favorite uh, animated movie. It's not my favorite. I love it. Um, it came out a little bit later. I was like in high school when it came out, so I didn't see it right away. Um, I don't think I saw it for maybe two or three years later down the road. So it kind of missed me a little bit, and I think that's why I'm not—I don't have it as high. But I purposely left it off my list because I knew somebody would have it, probably at top three.
2: I was yeah. kind of surprised that we hadn't heard that yeah. yet all night. I didn't realize it would yeah. be. number it's 1 It's
7: widely considered the number one Disney animated movie. I think as a whole,
2: so by one fourth of Capow's list, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> have you seen the the stage adaptations?
4: I have not. Um, I I've heard the the soundtrack, the couple of extra songs that they have. Um, I, it, it sounds amazing. I, I've heard it's it's visually stunning. Uh, I'm sure it'll come through Columbus at some point, and, and we'll have tickets because we've got a subscription. So. Cool. Yeah. Amazing.
7: Just amazing movie. It, I mean, it, it's hard to. You, I can't argue with it one bit.
4: Yeah.
3: Cliff, your
7: number one is actually um from Pixar.
6: Good afternoon. Are you in need of any assistance today, sir? No. I could help you cross the street? No. I could
5: help you cross your yard? No. I could help you cross your no. ow.
1: All his life, Carl Fredrickson dreamed of adventure. Today, his adventure is finally taking off.
6: Ah! Please let me in. No. Oh, right. Russell! <laughs> Where I go! Whoa. Where are we?
0: <laughs> ah! Yeah. What is that oh, thing? Oh, It likes me. Come, Go on, beat it. <laughs> uh, ah. Yeah. Hey, look, a dog. Sheep. Uh Uh-huh. Speak. Hi there. Did that dog just say hi there? Oh, yes. I have just met you, and I love you.
5: Can we keep him, please, please, please?
0: No.
6: But it's a talking dog. Whoa, what is that?
5: Get (laughs) him. They're coming. Russell, give me
6: your hand. Does anyone know where
7: they are? This is a movie that I remember seeing the previews for, and I was just kind of like, eh, "Okay, it's Pixar. I'm sure it's it's okay." Um, and didn't rush out to see it, but uh, 2009 Up is is it for me? I watched it just the other day again with my daughter. I've seen it. I, a lot of times when
2: when do i tell him i haven't seen it <laughs> are you serious never seen up never seen
3: it. i the, saw oh! i saw it in in 3d it was the first 3d movie i ever saw yeah this, and that was terrible like it, it was terrible in 3d the 3d part. like I, I was like this is why did i watch this in 3d uh but it, it was no reflection on the movie yeah I just, just the that 3D. was really yeah. dumb um but yeah of course it's famous for the first ten minutes. Yeah, I
7: mean, mm-hmm. no other movie will get. I mean, I can't watch it. I mean, I I am just a mess. It, two minutes into this movie, even before it, you know, it really happens because you get so happy, and but you know it's <laughs> you know what's coming, you know what's coming, and it gets me every time. Like for a while, I wouldn't watch the first few minutes, that first eight and a half or whatever minutes it is. I I just wouldn't watch. It. I just you know go right through it fast forward and get to the you know the the fun stuff and um but it's this wonderful story about you know Carl Fredricksen we see him as a little boy and he meets this crazy little girl and they love you know they're big fans of Charles Muntz who this adventurer it's all in black and white you know and he's got the little goggles and the and the aviator hat on and um she you know she says Immediately, you know, I've got a clubhouse and this old ratty, beaten down house that, you know, she hangs out in. And, and you incorporate this amazing thing they did with balloons. You know, Carl loves balloons. He sells balloons his whole life at the zoo. And she works at the zoo uh, with the birds. <laughs> and they fall in love. And you see it right in the first few minutes their, their whole life, their whole story about. You know, getting married and always holding on to this. You know, we're we're going to go to Paradise Falls where Charles Munts went and 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 have our adventure. And we see her. You know, getting the news that they they can't have children for whatever reason. You know, it, it, it's heartbreaking. And as a parent, that is heartbreaking. That I can totally relate to that. You know, how awful that when you have you know, you see your life planned out and this is going to be a part of it. And then, you know, we move on and, and they move on with their life and, and they're still happy. They're still living their lives and, and, and their jobs and together and they have each other. And, uh, we see Carl, you know, find the advent, her, uh, old scrapbook in the closet, the adventure book. And, and he finds it one day and, 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 and you see him go buy the tickets. We're going to, he's going to take his wife finally to paradise falls and they're going to see it and as he you know has this whole like men do this whole grand gesture in his mind he's up on the hillside and he's got his tickets and he's going to show her and she's coming up the hillside and she collapses the next thing we're we're in the hospital and we get the bad news you know and then you just see him holding that balloon in the in the church in the funeral park it's amazing it you know it gets it, just thinking about it gets me right now um it's just absolutely that beginning of that movie. The rest of the movie is great and it's such a turnaround and we see him continue on with his life and that's make the first it, 10 minutes Jordan. Yeah, that's the first <laughs> got, 10 minutes. I got to get sense of it. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. And um and make a difference in this in this this boy's life, this young boy, the you know um uh the wilderness explorer that shows up on his porch at a very inconvenient time. And, and their adventure, you know, going to South America and how they get there with a floating, a floating freaking house, uh, you know, by his balloons as he's... It's just amazing. The whole plot line, I've skipped over a bunch, but with the mailbox, the Carl and Ellie mailbox out in front of their their janky little house that is being, you know, surrounded by skyscrapers in in his neighborhood as everybody else sells off. And, and it's just his house remains that he can only relate to, you know... His his wife that's passed on, and you you know you see such a human moment when um, the construction crew accidentally you know runs over his mailbox that has his wife Bring and it in his handprints, and says so it. Carl and Ellie since the day they you know they moved in, and he he freaks out.
4: Oh,
0: sorry, sir. Don't touch that! No, no, no. Let me take care of that for Get you. Get away from our hey, mailbox! Hey, sir, I... I don't want you to touch oh. it!
7: Ow! Oh. Oh. And attacks the, the construction worker. You know, just because it's just... So, it, it, the emotion in this movie, it, it hits me like no other thing I've probably ever watched. It's amazing. Um, I absolutely love it. Without a doubt, I was like, this was the one movie I was like, number one, up. This does it for me every time. So,
4: yeah, those first ten minutes will absolutely stomp your emotional guts out. There, it's just it's it's perfect storytelling. It's done so, and it's handled so well. It could have been awful, mm-hmm. but it mm-hmm. it's it, it's done so well. It's done so respectfully, if you want to call it that, to, to the characters. It's just it's it's just a perfect ten fifteen minutes of film.
2: And it's Ed Asner is the voice. Yep. Yes. Yep.
4: yep. Carl Fredrickson. Um,
7: the little boy. The little boy's name is Russell. Um, that plays uh, his companion throughout the movie, and of course, they find. Uh, is the, he
2: uh, like any commercial or trailer I saw? I thought that kid's going to be so annoying. <laughs> no, not does, at all. Does he win you over?
7: No, he he yeah. He, okay. he yeah, he is the perfect companion. He all all of his little lines. He's so innocent. And <laughs> uh his his lines get you in this movie. You know, he it's just it's an amazing movie. I I can't say enough good things about it.
3: I remember uh I remember there was always the theory that the he was died he had died. Mm-hmm. Also, in that this kid getting the badge to help the elderly, he was helping him cross into heaven, right? Which is yeah, Paradise Falls. And it's a great movie. Yeah, the I movie mean, it's
7: great. It, it is. It doesn't have a whole a lot. Of, it its It is. It doesn't have a whole lot of characters. It's very contained. You know, you've you've got Carl. Of course, Ellie in the beginning, um, and, and Russell and Kevin the bird, and Doug the dog, who Doug sense. has become,
3: oh, squirrel. you know, I yeah. mean, we've, uh, that's the, <laughs> that's, fam- it. that's the, one of the most famous things from a squirrel. That's my number one. Go but, watch it. Yeah. My number one, as I said before, does not make my top 100 movies of all time. <laughs> but it is total nostalgia not pixar or disney or blue it's 1979 emmy winning in children's television workshop the animated classic version of my favorite book of all time the lion the witch and the wardrobe my lion king
5: I'm afraid to turn around. Something awful is happening. They're doing something worse to him.
6: Come on! Oh! Oh! Oh no! Oh! Oh! What does this mean? More magic?
1: Yes! It is more magic!
6: Oh, Hazla! You're not dead. You're You're alive. alive. You're alive! You're alive!
7: Yes! It is I.
6: You're real.
7: You're
3: real. Oh, Aslan. Aslan. <laughs> nice I just I, I I love it. I watched it a few months ago again, and I just remember when that came out. I, I'd read the book first and loved it, you know, as a kid, and then caught this movie in the early '80s, and it's just it's it's just so it's so weird in the first place. It's just. It's like it's kind of a dark story, and even though you know, i mean going get the biblical stuff to it, but it's just with the witch and you know her cackle and whipping, driving her sleigh, and just all the there's so much stuff to it. I, I just love, I, I love that story. I love the That's thought so of crossing cute. over into a fantasy world yes. and being important Although there. Oh, the witch and,
1: knew the deep magic there is a magic deeper still which she did not know. Her knowledge goes back only to the dawn of time. But if she could have looked a little further back, into the stillness and the darkness before time dawned, she would have read there a different incantation. She would have known that when a willing victim who had committed no treachery was killed in a traitor's stead, The table would crack, and death itself would start working backwards.
3: I just, I love it. Has anyone not? You have no idea. Never read the book. Uh, Never seen it.
7: I mean, well, I mean, I've seen, I've seen several live action adaptations of the story, but I've never seen
3: this animated version.
4: I've Uh, seen it. It, It's really good. The
3: music is great. The it's just they get a lot right. That like. They made movies, you know, in the last oh, 15 yeah. years that don't do what this does. Like this story is much closer to the book. Some stories
7: are meant for animation. Mm. I really do believe that. Some stories just they work so much better in in that art form than you could ever do in and
3: with live actors. Yeah, they uh there's just some great moments that are in the book that I like that they Pull off in the animated version, um, you know, just Aslan saying, you know, letting let the boy, let the prince win his spurs, you know, letting Peter go fight the wolf, and uh, when they all go visit the Beaver family and they're setting in their, you know, hovel, and the they go through the whole scene just like in the book, and you don't know that Edmund has left. And they all go there. Oh no, where's Edmund? We have to go send yeah. a search party. And Mister Beaver's just like, oh no, yeah. What do we need a search party for? <laughs> he has betrayed us. You know, it's very biblical. It is. You know, C.S. Yeah. Lewis has known these Nar- This whole Narnia thing is supposed to be, a, you know, a Christian story. But it, it there's a reason that people still read that book too. <laughs> 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 you know, I mean, seriously, it's a great story. Uh, and and I, I love it. It's my favorite book of all time, and I I just I love this adaptation. It gave me the same feeling as when I read the book, and I you know I've watched it a couple times in the last six months to make sure like does this really still give me that feeling? It does. I, I really enjoy. It.
6: I can always get back if anything goes wrong. Oh, um, goodness
0: gracious me. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, uh, Good evening. Good evening.
1: Excuse me. I don't want to be inquisitive, but should I not be right in thinking that you are the daughter of Eve?
6: My name's Lucy.
1: But you are, uh, forgive me, uh, you are what they call a girl.
6: Of course I'm a girl.
1: You are, in fact, human.
6: Of course I'm human.
1: To be sure, to be sure.
6: How stupid of me!
1: (laughs) But I've never seen a son of Adam or a daughter of Eve before. I'm delighted to meet... That is to say, uh, absolutely delighted. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is...
6: Tumnus. I'm very pleased to meet you, Mr. Tumnus.
3: That leaves you, Jordan.
2: I really feel like one of the Disney- We have
3: built up to this. <laughs> one of the Disney
2: guys should have anchored this.
3: Yeah, I was... I, what you have ha- as your number one, I had on my list of, you know, ones I want. It, it is on... A lot of lists. It's on a list. It's (laughs) on a lot of lists as the best animated movie. You know, a lot of people highly acclaim this. So you're not good. So if you
2: feel you've never seen it, no. If you feel this is a super anticlimactic pick, well then you're wrong because it's on lots of lists. (laughs) It's on lists. (laughs) When you brought this list up, like Cliff was with up, uh, this was the first one I wrote down and I put it in the number one slot. And I thought, okay, well, something will, you know, I'll remember something or something will jostle it around. But it just, it never moved out of the slot. And I, I, it's one of my favorite characters of all time. And it's one of the definitive interpretations of that character. And I'm building it up <laughs> so much. <laughs> Batman, Mask of the Phantasm.
0: This Christmas, for the first time, America's most exciting and legendary motion picture hero comes to the screen like you've never seen him before. The Bat! In an all-new, larger-than-life feature film. Now, The Dark Knight confronts his newest and most menacing villain. Your angel of death awaits. The Phantasm. I want you. And faces his greatest danger, be too careful with all those weirdos around. A sorry new adventure. Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. The animated movie. Coming for a Christmas you'll never
2: forget. Yeah, I had it on my non-Disney list. Excellent. It's on a list. So, <laughs> Batman, the animated series... Again, right in the wheelhouse. The perfect time it came out. I was the perfect age. I was heavy into comic books. And in 1992, out comes this series that is unlike any cartoon I had seen before. It was smart. And Mm -hmm. it was action-packed. And it was funny. And it was weird, noir, art deco design and incredible music. And it treated superheroes... It wasn't like the end of Super Friends episode. We had to wink and laugh. Ha, ha, ha. It was these were sophisticated stories that weren't winking at the audience this was treating the subject matter that i took very seriously it treated it the same way so that series all-time all-time stone cold classic for me then in 1993 they wanted to do a direct-to-video feature-length movie um early in the production they said why don't we put it in theaters so they had less than a year to put this together as a theatrical release. They gave them a bigger budget, so that let them expand the story, have more elaborate set pieces. And and to their credit, Warner Brothers gave them a lot of creative control because the first season was so good of the TV show, got so much acclaim, so such good ratings, they let them basically do what they wanted. So And until The Killing Joke, when they did the limited run for that movie, this was the only animated Batman film to ever hit theaters. So everything else has been... You know, direct a direct to DVD or home releases. So, um, so a lot. Of, you know, Bruce Tim and Paul Dini, the creators of the show, were right on hand for this. He co-directed with uh, Eric Radomski, and it was written by some comic book veterans, Alan Burnett and Martin Pasco. And uh, it's inspired by a story called Batman Year Two, which the villain in that was the Reaper. And they took a lot of elements from that comic, but they wanted a whole new villain, so they 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 created this Phantasm character. So I, this this movie it, it took everything I loved about the show, but just expanded on it, and everything I loved about Batman and expanded on it. And it it, it was very sophisticated storytelling. It was non linear. It had a bunch of flashbacks to Batman before he became Batman. Tying into his past and this woman he fell in love with, Andrea Beaumont. That's right.
5: And if Daddy gets any more protective, he's going to build a moat around my bedroom. Oh, it's times like this I wish you were around to... Yes?
0: Excuse me. I thought you were saying something. To me, I mean. No. Okay.
5: Oh, who that was? Bruce Wayne. You know, Wayne Enterprises. I've seen him on campus. Very moody. Cute, though. Yes?
0: I heard my name, I thought, who are you talking to? My mother. Oh, well, I didn't mean to.
5: That's okay, we're done. Mom doesn't have much to say today. Hey, I'm not the only one who talks to their loved ones, you know.
3: I didn't say anything.
5: It's just that when I talk to her out loud, I can imagine how she'd reply. I can hear her, like she's right there.
0: I talk to my parents. What'd you say? I made a vow. What vow? A secret one.
5: Ooh, a man of mystery. Have you kept your vow? So far. Andrea Beaumont. Bruce Wayne. I know. The boy billionaire. So tell me, with all that money and power, how come you always look like you want to jump off a cliff?
0: Why should you care?
5: I don't
2: mother was asking. So, as a a, a mysterious vigilante is murdering crime bosses in Gotham, Bruce's former love comes to town, and he thinks back to before he was Batman, and he, he had this one chance, basically, to not be Batman. And the, the, the love ends, and that basically seals both their fates. The, 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 it's, it's that transformative moment when they, they know they don't have a future together. They both go down a different path of vigilantism. And this movie, of my top ten Batman moments of all time, this has a couple of them in it. Yeah, That Alfred, Bruce, puts on the mask for the first time as just a broken-hearted man, and Alfred goes, My God he terrifies Alfred who's in on the plan since the beginning but when he sees Bruce in the costume and sees the dedication he has and what's about to happen Alfred is just (laughs) like blown away and uh, you want to talk about Up making you cry (laughs) Uh, Bruce this scene one of might be my favorite Batman moment of anything ever Bruce his parents are killed when he's a kid he makes a dumb promise. I'm gonna war on crime. That's that's a child's idea. But he made a promise and a vow. And he's standing at his parents' graveside and says, it doesn't mean I don't care anymore. It doesn't mean I don't care anymore.
0: I don't want to let you down, honest, But
2: but it just
0: doesn't hurt so bad anymore.
2: I don't want to let you down, honest, but it just doesn't hurt so bad anymore. You can understand that, can't you? Look, I can give money to the city, they can hire more cops, let someone else take the risk, but it's different now. Please, I need it to be different now.
0: You can understand that, can't you? Look, I can give money to the city, they can hire
2: more cops,
0: let someone else take the risk, but it's different
2: now. I know I made a promise, but I didn't see this coming. I didn't count on being happy. Please tell me it's okay.
7: Please. I need it to be different
0: now. I know I made a promise, but I didn't see this coming. I didn't count on being happy. Please, tell me that it's okay.
5: Maybe they already have. Maybe they sent me.
2: This is the last temptation of Christ for Bruce Wayne. This is the moment he could save his life and have a normal life and love and a family, but the vow is still there and the, the promise he made and the lightning is you know coming down in the background and the music is really ominous. And it's just, this is the origin of Batman right there when he realizes he can't break that promise and he has to go down this path that's going to ruin his life for the greater good of Gotham City. And I said, there's just, there's this is this cartoon understood Batman in a way no live-action movie had at that point, and probably even to this day hasn't. And as a kid watching this, I thought, this, someone gets it. They get why Batman is so amazing. And it, it it has just stuck with me to this day. Every Batman comic I read in some way compares to this because this this is just one of the definitive moments and and, and storylines from just one of the best characters of all time. I,
7: I, I can remember the first time I watched this, I think I want to say it was on a rerun on television, like after it had been out and I remember thinking I never expected this to be this good. The ending like it got me, I was like are you kidding me right now?
3: <laughs> Don't spoil it now. I'm all worked up. Man, I, I feel like I should have watched that. Yeah. Yikes! Well, we did it, guys. We have like a, probably could have,
2: we could have done some Kapow Theater there. We could have. Oh man! Oh, I man. thought we were.
3: We missed our chance. You need to just throw that drop in before I say. Welcome to Kapow Theater.
7: Uh, any anybody got honorable mentions? We all do. Go for it. Okay. I was
2: I was shocked. Well, first of all, no one mentioned Transformers the movie.
7: Well, there's a reason for that. Yeah. (laughs) Clean hashtag clean break. Uh, no, I I
4: went
7: and saw in 1986. I went and saw the Transformers movie. My parents took me. I remember it. I was not very old. I remember liking Transformers until that movie. That movie ruined a whole generation. It, I mean, little boys were crying coming out of the theaters. Like, how could you do this? And that is exactly how I felt. And I was like, I don't like Transformers anymore. <laughs> I remember it. I was like, I mean, this Never was this was the movie that pushed me. I'm like, I, I, I guess I'll just play G.I. Joe's now. <laughs>
3: like, no. This tra- is some deep... This is talk, talking about Lion Witch, wardrobe. This is Capal Sopro Deep Magic, I yes. would call it. And I I know I'm not the
7: only I've heard other people say similar things about this movie.
2: Because it's a fun kids drama, but the executives thought, "Hey, we need to make new toys. Let's yeah. clear out some of the old ones. So just kill a few off." Not realizing the connections kid yeah. had to these kids had to these characters and to watch Optimus Prime yeah. die horribly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so Transformers,
7: um, I did have on my list, I did have G.I. Joe, the movie, which thankfully came out afterwards, and they had the weird, um, voiceover at the end where Duke woke up from his coma.
0: Looks like we made it. Then Doc says Duke's gonna be a-okay.
2: Yo- Good thing is being stabbed in the heart didn't kill him.
7: <laughs> yeah. He's okay. <laughs> but I did want to mention it, um, what else you got, Jordan?
2: Uh, I was I wrote down as we were getting toward the end of this, I wrote down Lion King and Aladdin. Yeah. And I was kind of I was like I can't believe no one's going to mention either of those. So
3: Yeah, Aladdin could have slipped into my list. Yeah. Remember, it, was a, it was a huge movie. If yeah, I was going
2: to pick any other Disney one, it would be Aladdin. Yeah. Just the Robin, Robin Williams, Williams. Yeah. just amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the three I had that were on my list and off my list and on my list, Spirited Away, like I mentioned the other uh, Miyazaki anime. Coraline, the, mm, the Neil yeah, Gaiman yeah. adaptation, mm-hmm. a stop motion, uh, the little girl in a weird mystical land, just uh, doesn't look like anything else. Was that maybe Tim, Tim Burtony a little bit? And Fantastic Mr. Fox, which you mentioned. Uh, I had a list of anime: Akira, Cowboy Bebop, Ninja Scroll, which is one of my favorite action animes of all time, and Grave of the Fireflies, which is the World War II story about two young orphans. As the atomic bomb is going to fall, and it's that's regarded as the like the tearjerker of all tearjerkers. Mm -hmm. It's just a heart wrenching story. Um, For the kind of oddball movies, I had Anomalisa, Persepolis, which Mm -hmm. is the adaptation of the graphic novel about the, the young girl growing up during the Iranian revolution, and then Waking Life, which is sort of people. Talking to the camera and it's, it's very philosophical, and it did that animation. It's like it's where it's real people, but they animate them. So oh, it's rotoscoping, rotoscope, and it's very kind of squiggly looking animation. Mm-hmm. It's 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 interesting, but I've only seen it once, so I couldn't quite put it anywhere on the list. Uh, the other Disney movies, kid childhood favorites: Fox and the Hound, Sword in the Stone, The Rescuers, yep. Oliver and Company. Mm-hmm. Those are ones I remember watching over and over. Uh, Don Bluth, Like Land Before Time, and All Dogs Go to Heaven. Yep, And I had Incredibles and Big Hero 6. Um, I'll just say ones that have not
3: been mentioned at all here. I Just outside of my top ten was Tower, which was from a couple years ago. It was kind of a documentary and rotoscoping about the Charles Whitman stuff in Texas many years ago. It was really well done. Uh, all rotoscope animation and the... Voices of you found out as you watch it that the people that voiced talked about what happened were the actual people, and at the end you see them talking, and it's, it's it was really awesome way to watch that story. um Meet the Robinsons is just oh a yeah nice yeah nice time travelly thing I liked. uh Wally yep that's good Wally um, Mulan a mm-hmm. uh, couple movies i'd never seen but thought i better check out were black cauldron i saw, oh my saw and <laughs> last unicorn both, both of those are crazy weird movies oh,
7: black cauldron i would consider probably the worst disney movie I've i ever yeah, seen
4: yeah
3: i'm not necessarily saying yeah. they're yeah they really don't qualify as honorable mentions but i watched them for this <laughs> so i'm mentioning give them. me credit they're crazy. <laughs> yeah,
4: if if you sat through Black Cauldron, you definitely need to mention that because you get your, yes, your badge I got or something. About, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, i
3: I watched Frozen for this list. Mm-hmm. I've never, I had never seen it. It wasn't terrible. My Life as a Zucchini is a weird thing, but I had Nick Offerman. Um, wasn't <laughs> terrible. Um, let's see. Wreck It Ralph is not as good as I thought it was. <gasps> yep yep suck it in but shame yeah. on you it's a it's a, I always remember liking it but then I watched it and I'm like, oh it's cool for a while I like the concept and then halfway through it comes about this nothing weird land I don't I don't know not for me um uh emperor's new groove. I really wanted to rewatch because I remember loving that. Way underrated. How funny. my son! I remember my son thinking it was so funny. Mm-hmm. We would laugh, watch that movie. David Spade and what's his name? Buddy. Patrick Warburton. <laughs> yep, Patrick Warburton. Um, <laughs> my daughter loves that one. How to Train Your Dragon. I really liked the first one. Um, Monsters, Inc. Mm-hmm. Madagascar. Mm-hmm. Uh all-star superman which I, I love the comic but there is a yeah you know animated version of it
7: yeah i almost i was gonna kind of i had the thought about going through those because dc has some really good animated movies in the last few years i was i had thought about going through it and i've written down um mask of the phantasm and i kind of left it at that so justin what do you got for our wait, 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 wait what? Oh,
3: i got one more i want oh, to fight you oh, about because okay. you see you swore swore at me basically I'm just kidding but in the private chat just saying if anybody has shrek on the oh list I'm going to I'm going to get upset well I got news for you my kid loved shrek and it was an oasis of animated crap when he was young and I still quote it you cut me deep shrek we you know we there's plenty to quote from those movies it's not fantastic and they took some cheap shots getting some kids to say farquad but I, I still there is there is some good stuff in the Shrek movies.
7: I, I don't know what it is about those movies we, I was talking to a guy at work we were, t- we were talking about <laughs> they're not Disney well I mean they, they it almost felt like a cheap Disney rip like oh here's some Disney stories w- w- that they've done. We're gonna take those and and exploit them um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, I was talking to a guy. He, we were talking about what we were doing tonight at the podcast, and, and he mentioned it was the first thing he said, and I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, seriously, dude? Yeah, I hope he listens. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so this guy with yeah. terrible taste I was talking to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, I'd, let's I'd, let these two mention every other Disney movie yes, ever let's made. do that.
4: I, I'd probably like Shrek more if it would have stayed Chris Farley. That's, uh, you know, I've heard some of the the, the mm-hmm. outtakes for, that he had recorded before he died, but that's, that's the whole thing. Um, I noticed nobody mentioned Sausage Party, and that probably makes sense. I watched uh, that in
3: the theater, and it's one of the most horrible experiences of my life. <laughs> I went in with my son a couple years ago when it came out, and we sat down in the theater, and very shortly into it, I realized what a terrible mistake this was. <laughs> Because one, I might have halfway enjoyed it, but not with the redneckiest crowd oh. that a sausage party theatrical release draws in. That's
2: really on you, though. You
3: oh. should have- <laughs> huge, like, I know it was a huge mistake on my part.
4: Um, uh, the other ones I had on my like sort of off-and-on list, uh, Monsters, Inc., uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, which I don't oh. think we mentioned yet, oh. um, Big Hero 6, Lego Movie, Mermaid, uh, Roger Rabbit, uh, Wally, which I thought was amazing because they made a movie where neither of the lead characters speak, yep. uh, and one of the main characters was in a coma for half the movie. <laughs> um, uh, da, 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 da. One of the ones I thought about while we were sitting here talking, uh, the old uh, Hobbit animated cartoon with Leonard Nimoy singing the theme song. We had to watch it in my uh, English class in high school, and I remember that it was, it was, it was really enjoyable. Um, and then actually, last night uh, after Michelle went to bed, I watched Kubo and the Two Strings. I was going to ask
3: you guys, that's on Netflix, and I haven't yeah. watched it yet. I I'm really you guys enjoyed
4: it. it. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I, I, you know, having only seen it once, and literally after I'd already turned my list into the to the keeper of the lists, uh, I don't know that it would have made the list. But I, it, it was really well done. Um, the voices were good as Matthew McConaughey and um, Charlize Theron. Uh, it, it just I, it was a very enjoyable tale, um, like very easy to pick up on. I don't think I lost anything without knowing much about, you know, Japanese culture or history or anything. It was just a, just a fun movie. Um, and the music was really, really good in it too. So, uh, I think that was... Oh, and then uh, Coco. Uh, yeah. Which, I for me, Coco is just a little too new to go on this list, but I, I gotta tell you... You haven't watched it, it 30 or 40 times, right? Only yeah. about 7. Right. Um... <laughs> and a part of it is the the dog, uh, the sort of animal that follows uh, the kid into Dante, the Dante is, is named Dante and that's the name of my dog and so my wife now has about four Dante shirts and she got a Dante stuffed <laughs> animal for Christmas and it's, yeah, but uh, oh god when he's singing to his abuelita at the end, it's that, that yeah yep, yep, fantastic movie. <laughs>
7: get a room, yep, yep <laughs> um I had I think we've mentioned most of the ones I had 101 Dalmatians oh yeah Lady and the Tramp um, and I believe so,
2: you told us you had to stop at 28
7: yeah because uh, you your list
2: like tripled in size yeah. I was like I, can't, I have to stop I,
7: I had to quit writing <laughs> stuff down um <laughs> uh Lady and the Tramp I think it still holds up it's such a sweet movie um The Sword in the Stone one yeah, of my favorites yeah. as a kid I remember watching it the first time I saw it we were at Camping at Four Wilderness, Walt Disney World, and I—I I, I didn't know the movie existed. And we went down to the uh, campfire sing along one night on the beach, and it started. And I sat there just like enthralled, like how do I not know this is a thing? Um, the Aristocats, I saw that. almost I, I made my list. Say that.
3: I saw that in the, I was, in the Smoot in the balcony when I was a little kid. I remember seeing that in the yeah. theater.
7: Yeah, it's one of our favorites. Um, Ducktales the movie. Treasure of the Lost Lamp, hmm? um, the Brave Little Toaster. Oh
3: yeah, those are weird.
7: Aladdin, Wally is great. Wreck It Ralph, Big Hero Six is something everybody, everybody should watch. I tried watching it. Um, on my non-Disney, Charlotte's Web. Oh, uh, I was I a little surprised. Nobody Web. had. Yeah, nobody yeah. had that. Land Before Time. Paul, uh,
3: What was his name, Paul? What? Uh, Justin's gonna come up with it in a second. His eyes don't roll yeah. in the back of his head. I, I got nothing. Yeah, oh, okay.
7: Um, the He-Man movie, The Secret of the Sword, that and in- they introduced She-Ra. I remember going with my my parents and my cousin nineteen eighty five going to watch that movie. Ah, um,
2: oh, the eighties. Yes, an American ta-
7: <laughs> or uh, uh, an American Tale Lego movie, Iron Giant, the Chipmunk movie uh, from the eighties, GI Joe the movie, and Batman Mask of the Phantasm. So that was my list for now I could have went on but we'd be here all night
3: <laughs> Paul Lynn Paul well, Lynn you and I would 40. be here all night
2: <laughs> <laughs> we did it Whew. again yes
3: how that was,
7: about that
2: that was good that was some some surprises I didn't realize mm-hmm. some, some not so surprising yeah, some
3: movies I want to watch now yeah can, I'm going to I'm gonna make you to a list <laughs>
4: Oh, boy. I think I just got one.
3: I think I just
2: got one. All right. Well, Justin, thank you so much for joining us.
4: absolutely thank you guys for having me it was really fun and putting
2: in the time and effort of actually doing a list that's more than just hopping on and being a guest that is yeah. doing homework and
3: so we have set you up we this should be a fairly popular episode if nobody listens to it this it was nice having you <laughs> <Yeah>. oh
4: no <laughs> oh, i had to do research about disney movies woe yeah. is too <laughs> <laughs>
3: every time we have
7: somebody we have somebody on i i, I really wonder i'm like do, do they put a lot of Time into like preparing because I don't. <laughs>
3: are they doing more work at this than I am? Yeah, that's why we have them. Somebody's so, got to do it. We yeah. hire out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we thank you very much for listening. We appreciate it. We hope you enjoy this. We hope you're an animation fan. Uh, if you know animation fans, please share it with them. I'm sure you have someone in your family or friends that are huge Disney fans. You can send them a link to this and say, listen to these yahoos. They're as big a Disney fan as you are. And see if you can top the knowledge that we shared here tonight. That would be amazing. And if we didn't mention among the 50,000 movies we mentioned, if we didn't mention your favorite, please let us know. We will gladly uh, make up for any missed uh, (laughs) entries.
7: Yeah, yeah. It, It just, tonight felt really good to have somebody I felt like for the first time really... On my side. Somebody's got my <laughs> back here.
3: <laughs> the tables have turned. We get one click of the button we can fix it. <laughs> <laughs>
7: Alright, so um, in case you didn't know you can find us all over the internets on iTunes if you feel like you really enjoyed this episode, leave us a review rate us five stars um, you can find us on Google Play and other places where podcasts can be found or at our website www.udamwithkpp.com at the Kapow Podcast on the Twitter and anywhere else, Jordan?
2: Everywhere, podcasts are sold that's exactly what he said you alright you guys are the best you guys are awesome thanks for listening my name is Jordan Lowe I'm Cliff Barnes
3: and for Justin Lowe I am the keeper of the list thanks for coming to our animation romp bye forever <laughs>
7: kapow the pop culture podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only sounds music and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders all original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com
4: cliff we had some friends visiting a couple of weekends ago and uh one of them is my like super huge disney nerd friend michael yeah and uh this the, one of the other guys that was down he's he's younger and he thought that he was going to stump us. So he got on his phone and found, like, the <sighs> the ultimate Disney World trivia quiz or something. There were, like, 75 questions. Oh, and I please. think between Michael and I, I think we got 72 out of the 75. Yeah. He was like, okay, he's like, you're never going to get this one. How tall is Cinderella Castle? Like, 198 feet. Yeah. It's like, what? Just, but, but, no! <laughs> <laughs> wow.
3: Yeah. But, uh... You guys are, like, popping your collar. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah.
7: laughs> Yeah, last uh, last fall when we were down, we were at Hollywood Studios and we were waiting on the Star Wars Galactic uh, Spectacular show. And um, one of the guys working crowd, uh, one of the cast members, he's working crowd. His name was. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, has the, has the, the microphone. Guy. Yeah, yep. the trivia guy. Yep. And um, we just sat down. We were really early. I was like, I want to get a good spot. He's like, Well, just sit right here. So we waited, and then he starts his little spiel, and he's he's asking questions. I answered a few of them, and then I was like, You know, I don't want to be, you know, the Show off that guy. guy, yeah, that guy, and everybody's sneering at you. Like, give you know, let the kids answer. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know it's 198 feet, <laughs> and uh, it got to the point where you know a few people would, they either wouldn't answer or they would answer incorrectly. And he's look, and then he'd look over at me. He go, what okay, yeah. He go, he point at me. He go, okay, you tell them the answer. <laughs> and I'd spit it out. And I was like, I was like, yeah. Big Big Jeff was his name. Big yes. Jeff. Yep. yep. So, anyways. Oh, no, go on. You guys really get to Disney World with us sometimes
3: <laughs> got to her bus, baby. That's right.
4: No, years ago, uh, that youth group that I'm an advisor for, Walt Disney was a member of the group. Joined in 1920 when he was still in Kansas City. What? Used to draw a cartoon where Mickey Mouse was the, was the leader of a chapter. Like, he drew it for our newsletter. Huh. Um, Like, it, it, he's in our Hall of Fame. He's, like, he's all over the place. And so the guys, they, they were having their, their international conference down in Orlando. This was about 98, 99, 2000, right around there. And the guys went out and made shirts that had Mickey Mouse wearing the emblem. Yeah. And they wore them to the parks. And, mm. like, the Disney FBI came up and said, where did you get those shirts? Yeah. And they literally said, Walt drew this picture for us in 1927 or something. And they're like, yeah, you can't have those shirts. Yep. Like (laughs) I have it in a chalk drawing.
2: Wow the 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 Masons versus the Disney Corporation. (laughs) (laughs) Who wields more
4: power? Oh, we're 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 getting a shot. So my wife had a guy that does like charcoal drawing. Do the artwork for us. So oh, and there's my
3: keep it on there a second. Oh, there we go. He's blown. I'm I'm making it bigger. Oh
2: yeah.
7: And there's
4: my one share of Disney stock. Ah. Oh yeah, right here. Yeah,
7: I'm, I'm using my mouse
4: to point it out. Can you right rip here. it in half yeah, right and there. send him part of it? Because <laughs> <laughs> they they stopped doing the um, the paper certificates, right? So that's why I bought a, a share. So woo.
7: All right, guys, I'm going to play the intro. It's the. A pow, powerless intro. No Michaels, as it's listed now. No Michael. Uh,
3: I list everything as no Michael. <laughs> I get up and say it's another no Michael day. <laughs> Stretch my arms out. And there we go. Ready?
2: Oodle lolly golly, what a this day! <laughs>
4: <laughs> Just so you know, because I, I didn't know how long the, the top ten was going to go. I have like. I watch. I have Riverdale content. I cool. like, I'm. Yeah. Um,
7: actually, Jordan and I were talking about this, like, because in we we record every two weeks, mm-hmm. and so the next time we're scheduled to record, he'll be at the Bigfoot, uh, Mothman, Mothman, Mothman. That's all. Yeah. whatever. Same
4: thing. <laughs> the same
2: people. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Different titles, all the same people. Yeah, same Disney DreamWorks. Same. Thing. <laughs> 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 Sir, if
4: I had a glove, I would slap you with the.
7: <laughs> yeah. So while he's at the Mothra festival, it's just going to be
3: seven times. <laughs> <laughs> my name's. My mom's name is Mothra.
7: Save <laughs> <Hey>, Mothra. <laughs> so, <laughs> so save your notes. <laughs> okay. <laughs>